0: I saw Dune two days ago. Ooh. Oh, how'd you like that? I liked it a lot. I did I don't know if I just blacked out, but I never saw the part where it says Stop, part one. stop, stop,
1: stop, stop,
2: mute me
0: <laughs> No, mute yourself Oh, wait. It's at the very yeah. beginning. I must have missed it. It's like the title card. Um, how do I mute Kyle? Wait. If I mute him, he can still you hear. know me.
3: just 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 spoil the whole movie for him. I don't think so. Ruin his night. Ruin his night because, what, he's been making this fucking chicken pot pie for an hour and a half
2: now. Yeah, he is 22 (laughs) minutes late on this uh, chicken pot pie. And
3: he told us to start (laughs) recording and synced up, which I think is just disgusting considering I was like, I'll be right back. It would be
2: kind I of funny him. if we started and uh, he just wasn't here. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to run and eat a shepherd's pie. <laughs> we get through the entirety
3: of the David Copperfield movie. His pick. Yeah, let's start with David Copperfield <laughs> just to really piss him off.
0: No, my favorite is when he went. If we could start at 40, though, that would be swell.
3: Yeah.
2: Gross miscalculation. We could
0: fucking because start. Of that, Kyle, we could fucking I'm going to spoil Dune.
1: All right. If you uh, no, legitimately though, if you guys do want to start, I'll just come in. We'll do the classic. I'm just gonna run to the bathroom real quick, and
2: then you guys can discuss. No, no, Kyle, you gotta say I'm gonna go make a cottage pie real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, let me.
0: Either we do it
1: now, or I gotta go back because it's still on the stove.
0: How much longer do you have?
1: Uh.
0: Wait, what's all this preparation for? You just kind of pop it in the oven and you're good to go for 20 10 minutes. Why is it on the I, stove? I, I can
1: be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> you're Let's putting start. it in the oven in 10 minutes? Yeah, I'm going to put it in the oven in 10 minutes. <laughs> what have you been
0: doing? What all are, right, I'll what be back. In it? Wait, what are you putting in it?
1: <sighs> Carrots, onions, <laughs> peas, corn, uh, garlic, ground beef. Rosemary, thyme, tomato sauce, tomato paste, um, and then uh, making Worcestershire mashed potatoes on. Oh, Worcestershire, uh, red vinegar, Worcestershire, um,
3: cheddar cheese.
1: T- yeah, I'll be shredding a bunch of. I'll be shredding a bunch of cheddar on top.
3: Oh, can you save me a slice of cheese or of uh, pie? Of pie. <sighs> You know, save me a slice of cheese, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Freeze me a piece of cheese for the visit, Kyle. <laughs> welcome,
3: w- welcome to Kino Clash. I'm Brendan. I'm Alex. I'm Ryan. And
1: tonight, I'm playing the role of a shepherd to a humble flock of sheep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, and we will be herding those sheep right to <laughs> 2009's push. Um, Excellent transition. Way to go, pal.
2: That
1: was good. I like it. Yeah.
3: Uh, After his father, an assassin, is brutally murdered, Nick Gant, played by Chris Evans, vows revenge on Division, the covert government agency that dabbles in psychic warfare and experimental drugs. Hiding in Hong Kong's underworld, Nick assembles a band of rogue psychics dedicated to destroying Division, together with Cassie, Dakota Fanning. A teenage clairvoyant, Nick goes in search of a missing girl and a stolen suitcase that could be the key to accomplishing their mutual goal." Uh, I don't particularly If like anyone that was wondering
1: that was the description of push,
3: uh that yes. was not just a news headline. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually don't like that description because that makes uh Chris Evans' character seem like he is a mu- much more active force for the first half of that movie than he is. Cuz like uh, yeah. a clarification, he does not want to fight the d- the division for like a good chunk of the movie.
2: He just wants to play dice and win money
0: and I respect yeah. that
3: uh but let yeah, even yeah, good at that yeah let's He's get not. into it. so uh obviously i i enjoy this movie quite a bit uh that goes without saying it's my pick uh how did everyone else feel who hadn't seen this movie before
2: ryan had not
3: i have not had you kyle
1: oh i'm sorry i i zoned out a little bit no i have not seen uh. this
3: movie before <laughs> okay so then um uh who wants to start us off i can't okay go for it ryan
2: Um, I didn't like the movie too much, but I could see it being a, a huge guilty pleasure movie for me moving forward. It was, uh, I, I I don't know why, but it's just like really memorable the way it handled like basically what boils down to like an X-Men kind of movie, but it was way more focused. And I, I like that it didn't try to do any, like, world-changing, city-altering events. It was just, like, a contained story. It was just these government entities that they were fighting against. And I liked that. It was focused. I didn't think it was executed particularly well in most cases. But at the same time, I was never bored. And I didn't I didn't dislike any of the acting or anything. It was just, like, overall not really my kind. I don't really like superhero movies. I'll say that to begin with. But it's not really my kind of movie. And yet... I was engaged with it, and I, I thought it was really interesting. And they did a lot of interesting things, and that was something that I was not expecting because most superhero movies don't do anything interesting. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually just like you—you you fully like know what you're getting into right before the movie starts. And uh, this was like it was—it was, it was kind of fresh, even though I don't particularly enjoy the formula. So, yeah, I, it, like I said, not my cup of tea, but I—it I, was very
0: refreshing watching this movie. I'm going to piggyback off of that. I, I'll admit, I looked up the movie first and saw that it had not the greatest reviews. And I try not to <laughs> let that skew my opinion. I also try not to see the reviews before watching the movie. But I will say, I enjoyed this movie quite a lot. Um, I think maybe I went into it thinking, oh, it's going to be like a campy kind of movie. But like Ryan said, it did a lot of interesting things. Um, the story was interesting. It just Dakota Fanning was amazing holy crap she was so good in this movie chris evans was fine but no yeah this movie was just <laughs> super See, entertaining I chris she evans is such movie.
1: a good child actor
0: no she was amazing i've never seen a child she actor that good. good and
2: this sounds weird but i want to get that out of the way she and chris evans had good chemistry like yeah, not not absolutely. As like a, in a romantic sense no in like a brother sister sense like, yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. Like they, they, it was such a genuine relationship, and it was really fun to watch. And that's something you don't see ever in superhero movies. So.
0: Yeah, and to echo what you were just saying Ryan about this movie being very focused and not so like you know the the world is about to end. Like this movie was facing against a big government entity, the the division, and it could have easily been like globe trotting and very epic in scale but it was very focused and i think that was really refreshing to see um you know it wasn't a perfect movie i think part some parts were kind of campy but for the most part it was it's pretty creative i liked it
1: so that's actually one of the parts that i have written down that i thought was the coolest about this movie uh was that i and i guess to begin i liked it this was a very fun time um i I, so this is a movie that, you know, growing up and you have cable and you have FX and you're like, Oh, what movie's on FX today? It was this or Jumper. And I want to take a large <laughs> oh, portion yeah. of this podcast today to talk about Jumper because I really like Jumper and this movie made do me as well. think of that. <laughs> um, but no, we'll, we'll, we'll goof on Jumper later, but, uh, No, I really liked that uh, the whole thing takes place in Hong Kong, and they never leave Hong Kong, because, like, Hong Kong is, you know, it's it's a hot spot in movies, but it's usually, like, a a one-stop shop destination, but just the whole plot (laughs) takes place. Take
3: a Um, man out of a bank building, fly him back to Gotham. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah!
1: you know things like that. Uh no, I thought it was really cool. It was a really cool world choice. Um and that's what I think is the coolest thing about this movie to begin with is uh the world building is very fun. Uh and I will I'll I'll plug one more time. Uh The only true real villains in the universe are Nazis and Gravity, and we have another example (laughs) of it being the case.
2: Wait, before Brendan
1: goes, what do you mean? The Nazis are the ones that created all this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they say in the intro.
2: 80 years before, or 60 years before. Cycles
3: of violence, Ryan. Cycles of violence. Who starts the cycle,
1: <laughs> Ryan? I, I would watch yeah, out I, I, if I were you, man. You're this is your second softball on Nazis that you're kind of waffling.
2: Well, no, I'm just saying I, I don't <laughs> understand that quote. Nazis of gravity, like there are a million other villains that have nothing. Yeah, to do but gravity. every
1: villain is just a derivation <laughs> of Nazis or gravity. At the end of the day, you can refine it down to that.
0: that Before cool? Nazis, what were the villains? <laughs> there were movies.
3: <laughs> gravity <laughs>
2: with antagonists <laughs>
3: and that was gravity <laughs>
2: <laughs> untrue but okay
3: <laughs> um, just one of the
2: point i i i listened to that episode back and i was like i don't know what that quote means <laughs>
1: hey, no, no, this can be a keto clash bonus episode i guarantee you any villain you can refine down to nazis or gravity <laughs>
2: Yeah, but every human seventy percent water, so you could say every movie's made of water. It's it's (laughs) every movie's
3: made of water. Every movie's made of
1: seventy percent
3: water. (laughs) Um, I I just don't get it. Yeah, uh, so I I really like this movie. I watched this movie when I was a a kid, hot off of uh, Fantastic Four, going. I need some more Chris Evans in my life. Let me good air of Chris Evans. Hey, honestly
0: hey,
3: Sunshine, uh, this, baby. How cold sunshine, can Chris Evans sunshine, get? Sunshine, um, uh the losers, this movie. He was doing a lot of weird goofy stuff. Um and I think he's oh, Scott, Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Um I think he's a genuinely like fantastic actor when he wants to be. And I think that uh Captain America is the least challenging role. And so he just sort of does bullshit in those movies and it's boring but i think that he's actually interesting to watch here he has a a sweaty desperation uh, throughout the entirety of this movie that i really enjoy that's that the, the the stuff that i really enjoy in this movie um is yes uh, very much the relationship and performances of dakota fanning and chris evans i think that they're great together uh specifically that scene towards the end uh, where she has that, that that moment where she kind of breaks down and is like, tell, tell me I'm a bad artist and that I'm wrong. I think that that little moment between the two of them is so 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 honest and and, and pure and it's it, it's sweet and I liked it. Um, and I liked how it was performed. I also really love the costuming in this um, movie. I know that's not something that we touch on a ton. Um, and especially in a situation like this where it's so understated. But the fact that it was so understated, that it, these felt like people who would just be walking around, like no one had like a weird, like neon jacket or something, you know, <laughs> everyone was just kind yeah. of in clothes. And they I like that. weren't wearing
2: spandex, you know, they weren't in spandex super suits running around the city. Well, like... <laughs> not, not
3: only that, but they weren't even in like nice clothes. Like uh, Chris Evans is in like the same outfit for the whole movie. Yeah. And rather than shorts pretend- and t shirt. Yeah, and rather than pretend that that is like a perpetually clean outfit, you see it get like progressively grosser and like dirtier <laughs> as the movie goes on. No,
2: I didn't even notice that.
3: And I love that. And um and I love that the 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 setting of Hong Kong, it feels so lived in. Like there's not a single room they walk into that you don't imagine had a, a a storied past of twenty to, to to forty years. Like everything, just feels so lived in the the wet markets. Everything, you know, and and the fact that these like um, it's almost like it's a real city. Right, right. It's almost like <laughs> but, it is a real city. And it, but I it, but will say a, it's
2: it almost feels like cheating because Hong Kong is such a damn good cinematic backdrop. So it's like. A, of course, Hong Kong is great, and I it's it's great in this movie too. I love it. Like I yeah. always love Hong Kong and movies.
3: <laughs> but I I think that rocks. I think that there's a way to like. I mean, obviously, we see that with New York City. I think New York City is a great location to shoot a movie. And yeah, you know, when you see movies like um, uh, Taxi Driver, uh, like good movies shot in New York City that take advantage of New York City, it's one of the best locations. But then you know, ninety percent of movies are shot or at least take place in new york or whatever and you know it could be any city it doesn't matter that it's new york and this movie definitely doesn't fall into that like you're constantly aware of where they are in the city and the different like aspects to the city and i love all of the like factions that are at play and and how ensconced they feel in the city right we have like the triad that's there and that is constantly around every corner they have agents everywhere and you know, you have Division Three, which is slowly creeping into the city. Like, at first it's easy for them to avoid Division Three. And then it gets like progressively impossible for them to do it once there's so many agents. And I I, I loved all that. I I loved the 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 like fake out at the end i thought that was funny uh, you know it didn't make a ton of sense at times but i thought it i just the shot of him injecting it's this like intense sad scene and then it's immediately then just... under undercut with hey what did i just inject myself with
2: oh yeah, that's that's the soy sauce. i was talking about
3: oh did you google what happens if you inject yourself with soy sauce that is
2: to the T, what I Googled, <laughs> and there was a Reddit thread. So, apparently, I, I, I don't know. That was like the caveat of the question was like, I watched this movie Push, and this man ejected soy sauce. <laughs> what would actually happen if you ejected soy sauce? And some scientist on Reddit broke it down and everything. And apparently, at a, at a certain level, it would kill you. But I, I think in the context of the movie, it, it doesn't really phase me. I just thought it was funny because when I was watching it, I was like, he just injects himself and he just like passes over dead and i i wrote down I was like what well, what does the injection do and then i was like wait a second it'd be really funny if he was faking and he actually injected soy sauce and that's exactly <laughs> what <laughs> happened and like yeah. once he realized he's alive i was like wait was it soy sauce
0: <laughs> i mean you can inject yourself totally. with saline water right so what is soy sauce if not just brown salt water
2: yeah i that that's the thing that it that was um, the uh, the reddit threads yeah thesis, it, i guess was that a certain amount of salt will kill you in your bloodstream like ejected directly but yeah it was not not worth thinking about in the context yeah. of the movie <laughs> uh,
3: but i also love the action set pieces i think they're really fun once again they have a very frenetic energy to them even when the special effects don't necessarily hold up like the cgi guns don't look great uh uh but like once again, that shootout in the in the uh, in the dining room area when he picks, uh, when when Victor picks Chris Evans up and throws him between the two pillars and hits him against the wall, that looks so fucking good. <laughs> um, yeah, those are good special effects. Yeah, and, I think a lot of it is also done very practically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the other thing too, like the way they built the sets where you have him being slammed into like glass and mirror uh, pillars. And the roof having uh, like mirrored glass on the top of it too. So every impact is just throwing shit into the scene and into the air. I, I love anything like that where it just feels so tactile. Um,
1: One of the yeah. special effects I really liked, because I, 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 I thought a lot of the telekinesis stuff was definitely a little, didn't hold up too well at times. But the uh, the shimmer effect when they were like reflecting bullets and stuff, I thought was just really neat. And oh like yeah, a really nice cool. little uh, touch. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like
2: the the, uh, the AT feel in Evangelion. Yeah, <laughs>
3: um, that's what he's trying
2: reminding, reminding.
3: Yeah, me. I I I also like the score. Uh, the score isn't like the best thing on earth, but I love how two thousands it is. I feel like this was like a great goodbye to to two thousands era movie scores with the doom 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 because that's how the score was but then it would get these like moments of like tranquility uh where it'd be like a soft guitar music with some piano and i was like oh i actually like this 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 fits the scene well enough um the things i didn't like in this movie for sure though was the opening i think that the the opening felt like something they made after a test screening and people said i don't understand this world a ton because They explain everything that's in that opening later on in the movie.
2: Do you um, mean the title sequence? Yeah. Or like I guess not the title sequence, more the I actually liked it. I thought yeah. I could see a lot names. of uh,
1: Black Widow in that title sequence. Oh, shut really, the fuck uh, up. <laughs> Ugh.
2: See, I liked the 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 visuals of it, but it it really was an exposition dump, and that's kind yeah. of an issue I have with the the movie as a whole. Yeah, no, there's
3: a lot of moments, especially with Dakota Fanning's character, where, like, when she first uh, meets Chris Evans' character, she's like, I'm a this, you're a that, I'm here to do this, and you're gonna help me. (laughs) Um, It's
2: like, that was, like, one big takeaway for me was that this world that they're making is, like, it's actually very, very interesting, but with the runtime, they just, they can't flesh it out, and so you're left with way more questions than answers you're given, and for that and, reason, it, it kind of struggles. Um, yeah, I, you can
0: I, see I, that because the movie
3: ends on a big ass cliffhanger and didn't even resolve the whole movie. They wanted a sequel I, so bad. I well, I don't even know if that's the case because like there's there was no precedent for this to get a sequel. Like, but it, they it wanted was, one. But, you but even tell then, they I,
0: really wanted to explore it further because they. I mean, I mean, they talked I'm, about all these people with different abilities and they only really showed off
3: four or five maybe.
0: Yeah,
3: I, I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure that a sequel was definitely on the table, but. I, I mean I like the way this movie ends, even if it doesn't resolve everything. I think that the way it I'm ends, I'm satisfied is, with it. The way it ends is so fun. You know, you have that fight scene, and and like the personal relationships are resolved, which is all I ever really need in a movie, especially a movie like this where there's so many spinning plates. It's like as long as everyone kind, as long as the people are resolved, I don't really care if the you know evil government entity is is necessarily stopped or if the greater uh, um objective is, is achieved because like that moment yeah. when she looks at the photo and it just says kill him see you soon and it cuts out with the gunshot i was like that's a fucking movie right there holy shit very cinematic
1: because i actually really disliked that i liked the ending hated the literal
2: ending <gasps> i i think it fit the tone of the movie i thought it was fine
3: i love that I- I love how stupid t- it is, too, because like, he shot himself in the head on a plane. Ridiculous, but I love it.
1: <laughs> it, it For me, it, it it brought flashbacks of A Quiet Place 1, where, like... It, 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 different in the sense of A Quiet Place 1 changes tones completely, when it's, like, this very endearing movie about survival, and then it changed to lock and load! Um... So I kind of got flashbacks of that. My big qualm was and maybe maybe I'm just uh I took a different vibe of it, but like that's what the bad guys did. And so like that was the part I didn't really like, like, ah, eh, that feels kind of icky
3: to me. That yeah. Well, well the idea is that this this guy was the worst dude. Like that guy's responsible for like so much shit. Like that was the baddest man <laughs> yeah i know i know
1: i, I really don't have much <laughs> of a leg like... to stand on other than it just yeah it just it, i was not a fan
2: of the um, you know you just didn't like it
3: And hey, maybe the tone
1: yeah. eh, a little bit But yeah, <laughs> i mean, it, no, I, I mean that he... is
3: that that is probably the campiest part of the whole movie is that ending because yeah. it's it's nah. so over the top right at the end nah.
0: i thought it i think it's perfectly. so fitting
3: yeah so fitting. I, I loved it. I loved it so much though. I remember seeing that as a kid. Imagine watching that moment as a child and you're just like you're just like, yeah,
4: they really got the bad guy.
3: Well just 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 put the gun in your mouth, pull the trigger, cut to black gunshot credits best fucking ending to an action movie you could ever fucking have that's so good especially with the um with the score coming in after that that's like it's like fuck yeah yeah i love that. that that's
2: the thing Most people, when they talk about superhero movies, I don't get it at all. But, Brendan, when you say this is one of your favorites, I can totally see it, even if it wasn't for me. Like, there's a lot to really like about this movie. And uh, that's that's what it boils down to. It, it's very charming.
3: Yeah, and it's so it, there's so many moments that are that I I find to be even you know somewhat vis viscerally upsetting. Like when they're in the wet market and the guy's screaming and the fish are exploding in the tank. <laughs> that, <know>? was cool. <laughs> that was <laughs> cool. That like, oh, was cool. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and like that was another thing that I I loved that so much because. You see the fish explode, and then in every other shot after that, like the water is red, <laughs> and I just love that.
1: <laughs> now that I'm thinking about, it, there were a lot of parts that unnerved me a little bit. That was a I did not like the bleeders, and they like it was. I mean it like as in a a, a spine tingling, like it was cool, yeah. but like it made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, yeah so kudos to that uh but yeah the the effects they had for like how they do it and stuff and just it was it was very unnerving oh
3: do what really fucked me up uh the stitcher when he's like laying on the table and she's just fucking around with his backbones and shit i was like ugh, <laughs> so gross no there is a lot of
1: like really effective visuals in this movie yeah oh so, speaking
3: like, of effective visuals the close ups in this movie there there's like a few of them like a few like really tight close ups and I love every single one there's the one with the, uh, the like the first time you see the bleeders it's that close up of, of, of the one guy as he's like screaming such a good close up and then there's the moment when uh, in the uh, dining room fight where Victor pulls Chris Evans up and it and it his face just comes within like an inch of the camera and he's like <gasps> like exasperated and terrified. Oh, I love that shot so much. It's And so that that was funny. another
1: thing that I was there are a lot of good just shots in this movie too. Like there were yeah. I really liked any of the hallway uh like yeah. tracing scenes where they're just like and that's why, like, that was the biggest thing when I finished it because I looked up the metascore and I was like, "That is bullshit. This right. is not." Yeah, they a were 36. so harsh. Like, they were harsh it on it out. for
3: no reason. I don't even know why. Like, when uh, you read the when you read the reviews, they're just confusing.
2: <laughs> I I can see why people would rate it low. It for me the, the the main grabs I had were the characters aren't fleshed out. It really goes into this world building that doesn't come to fruition, and I could see how that could be frustrating and unsatisfying. But if you if you look at like the the cool powers people have, then that's that's the charm. Yeah, of the movie.
3: I I feel like maybe the misconception there is once again this this came out in two thousand nine, so the standards were all over the place in terms of like what a movie like this is supposed to be, um, and I think that also. If you're coming into this thinking it's anything other than an action movie, I think that's an issue, because like when you're watching an action movie, like especially like an action movie, I don't think the expectation is ever for there to be particularly deep or well fleshed out characters. Yeah, Um, because you think you have.
2: I mean, what? What are the Marvel movies at this point? And and I I get that you know there's there's the there's the same. No, there's like the. That's not not what I'm. I'm talking about like the MCU. So like Iron Man, like before. This is uh, very much right before it got to the formulaic nonsense. Well,
3: Iron Man one was 2008, I think. So I mean, this was yeah, it was like 2007 or eight. Yeah.
2: So it's like uh, that. That kind of backs up your point of people weren't really sure of what to expect. Um, Because yeah, a few of the reviews.
0: A few of the re- reviews I just read, people were complaining that it's too much like Heroes and X Men, and to that regard, so I haven't seen Heroes, but to compare it to X Men, I really liked the powers they picked. Well, correct me, Brendan. Was this based off a book or comic or graphic nope. novel or anything? I don't think so. I don't okay, imagine. so this is original. Pretty sure,
2: I think it was. So was it? I think so. I feel like I, I read that somewhere.
0: I haven't seen anything on it. Well, well either way. I
1: really um, liked... Jumper is based off a
0: book.
3: Yeah, no, this is not based off of anything. Here, I'll Google it real quick. I, no, a- that's what I did. I, I, I'm not seeing anything. Uh, so, published to that point- a comic book miniseries that acts as a prequel, but this was after the movie was made. Okay, yeah. So, this is, this
0: is original. I really like the choice of powers they picked for this movie, because... In X-Men, you know, you have just anything, any, any power you can think of. There's some X-Men that, that exists that has that power. And oftentimes you get those one or two powers that are just insanely overpowered, like super strength or super speed or mind reading. Invincible. Granted, this movie, <laughs> Invincible, <laughs> I guess you could just have that, or Flight. This movie, I mean, the most overpowered power was definitely the, I don't know, remember the, the term for it, the people who can like make you do things. Pushers. Yeah. But at least they show in this movie that like you can kind of beat it yeah. if, like, if you're kind of like Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. And also just the creativity of the powers. The sniffers are really cool. The the one you were just talking about, the one Yeah, the sniffers are just so cool. You just see them in the background, like as they're talking, they're just constantly sniffing things and moving things around, and like that's all the context you need. At that point, they had already told you exactly what a sniffer does. If they had taken that out and then just had those two division guys go into uh, into Nick's apartment, and then the guy in the back is just sniffing his underwear and then making jokes about toilet paper, that would have been enough. That would have been so cool.
3: And that would, to me, that would have been so much better if you just if you cut out all that exposition and you just had a moment. Like imagine seeing that in a movie. You just see this this bald dude walk in and start sniffing everything, <laughs> and like as an audience member, you're like okay, one, this is weird. Two, why is Chris Evans acting like this is normal? And, like, an expected behavior. It's like, that creates so much more intrigue, and I I, I, I would have loved that if they if they had, like, committed to it. Um, But, yeah, no.
1: Something uh, Ryan just brought up is another one of the parts of the world built that I thought was so cool. The fact that, like, most of the abilities had counters uh, was mm-hmm. such a neat idea. Like... So you know, you've got you've got the sniffers, and then you've got people that can hide them the from the sniffers. Yeah, the shadows. Yeah, those shadows That's are so cool. So
3: cool. cool. Pinky Stein a cool idea. the best name in the movie, Pinky Stein.
1: <laughs> Played by Ryan McPoyle of It's Always Sunny, which me and Ryan got a huge kick out of. Yeah. He's great too. He is fit. Yeah, he's movie. great in this movie.
2: Good. he's good. <laughs> it, um, it's, anytime I see one of the McPoyles in another movie or TV show, I cannot help but chuckle because which just, is crazy. They, they, play part, uh,
1: they play their part. They play their part. so
2: well that they're both such as good as actors. actors. Which they're is just, great actors.
1: Yeah, no, it's so cool to see. Um, oh no, speaking so, of yeah, like,
3: I was going to say, speaking of actors that we should definitely acknowledge before we forget, Cliff Curtis T-Row. is. Oh. cliff cliff curtis is fantastic in this movie i i regret not putting uh dark horse on my list but oh my god cliff curtis is so good in this movie as who is cliff uh, curtis? he's the
0: illusionist the illusionist
3: yeah. the one who can like transmute oh. objects he's so good i love how like i i yeah i just i just love him in this movie i love how like wry he is <laughs> yeah
1: okay because intri- yeah he didn't really make much of an impression on me like i w- i agree what he did was good but i just didn't think he had a lot of uh content to do it
2: yeah did he have i mean the main thing for me was his power was cool Were there any other characters that had his power
3: uh i think maybe i think maybe one person in the triad had his power okay. or something i don't remember but no i think he might have been the only person with that power
2: yeah, because I just remember like he was holding up like the bead and he kept changing it to show what it should look yeah. like, I, to, like. I to
3: love the part where he pulls his ear and then the bead shrinks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and, oh, that's like, so And he fun. just like
2: passes his hand over a suitcase and it changes color to like match the, the other one. It's cool. Yeah,
3: and, he, and, he, and he keeps like flicking the, uh, the, the cuts of paper at the, uh, at the waitresses and stuff and turning them into dollars. <laughs> yeah yeah it was just a
0: white slip of paper that had a number on it and then when he threw it it became money um yeah his power is cool the even the people who can the pushers their take on on like a clairvoyant was interesting in that like the future is always changing depending on your actions and even knowing a watcher to correct real quick oh a watcher that's right a watcher um and that like even knowing the future doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen and that they have to draw it or else like it's it's like a fleeting moment to them if they don't draw, another it super
1: cool just little work the drawing oh, yeah, was it.
3: awesome
0: like just that was fun. yeah uh, every every power have like either an interesting take to it or was just a interesting power to see
3: yeah well and i love that i love the like the the immediate weakness of the watchers which is if you're a bad artist your visions are are really not that like are not going to be that helpful to people because you can only draw something so well and i love that where yeah like i just love that when she shows him the the pictures and he's like what is that an, uh, uh, an olive on fire no a <laughs> shimmering bead what is that it's like, olive <laughs> this, this is so good um yeah and i i also love uh i love that moment where we're introduced to kira and she's being escorted by the guys, uh, one of which is the bad guy and what Ant Man. He also plays. Ant-Man. He also plays Junior in the new uh, Many Saints in Newark movie, um, and Buzz Aldrin. in And that's
1: Man. who that guy was. I was trying yeah. to place him.
3: He like that moment where she where she's trying to get his eye line so specifically when she's in the bathroom stall. She's peering through the crack and she's just trying to catch his gaze in the mirror. Ah. Uh, that's oh, so I did not put good.
1: together that that's what that was.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I, then she I like fin- that then too. she finally locks into it and then she's like your your brother was murdered and you know who did it. I was like, "Oh." Yes, yeah, so and you see like, the the memory, the fake memory of of his uh his like division partner strangling his fake brother. And he just goes out and shoots and him. The, <laughs> and then in the car where he goes, "Wait, you told me I don't have a sister?" Like she really yeah. got away
1: his head. So that was one of the, uh, to, to kind of jump, that was one of the more, not bad, but disappointing parts was the fact that they set her up, that she's supposed to be super duper powerful now. And I don't think they ever really delivered on that part, really. Uh, she wait, controlled
0: are, the whole triad at the end. Yeah. I mean, I she controlled four people at the end. I mean, like. But that. that had, she had more than but, four.
3: But, but that's the, the scope thing. with like, this
2: movie, that's powerful.
3: Yeah, like I think that I think that there's a level that you go too far with like showing her ability. And I think that honestly just the fact that she was able to so easily overcome people is part of that because Oh, see, I was going like, to
1: say the, the the exact opposite. There's a lot of points where she can't overcome people, but I was like, yeah, you know, I mean like she like knows, knows. What you were just I'm... talking about. She has to sneak she has to sneak a gaze to hit the sniffer it's like, I I just didn't for Well, most that's, that's of the movie, how that power works. Like you can't yeah.
3: you you can't. I know, like,
1: but like uh, what I'm trying to say is like I never. I'm gonna use the eyes on the end, back of his head. <laughs> I didn't. Well, no, I just didn't see the like the fact that people could like fight her off as effectively as they did. Uh, I just I thought that element. Yeah,
3: I don't know anyone who did in the movie. I also don't. He know does what you're
1: talking about. No, he doesn't. The, uh, yes, he does. When they're in the car. Uh well, she, they're he driving. driving. Yeah, out, the so,
2: driver's telling him to look away.
1: So yeah, he like he like freaks out for a minute though, and she like
2: I, I She almost like, gets him and then his driver breaks him out hmm.
3: of the yeah. yeah, like it's like a like and, and once again that's also when she's just recently like been awoken from uh her memory wipe. Like she doesn't even Okay you know. Like okay. she's, she's probably not all there, but by the end of the movie, like I don't like, there's no one who's fighting against her, her power. Like, and, and once again, we see the comparison with, uh, the main villain, uh, whose name I don't remember. Um, Henry Carver Carver. Yeah. Yes. When he, when he mind, uh, when he mind, uh, uh, controls oh, yeah. Chris Evans, it seems like Chris Evans is almost immediately able to break out of it just through his own fortitude.
1: Okay, you know what? Fair points. Yeah, fair
3: points. You know, but like, Um, I mean, no one has that level of of like control when when she's uh, in their head. So I I think that was what. Once again, it's like it's hard. It it's hard. There's only
1: so much you can do.
3: Well, there's only so much you can do, and there's only so much that you would believe. Because, like, I mean, if, if suddenly she's controlling an entire army of people, like, I don't think that would feel. Genuine or, or true to this I, movie? I
1: guess for me it was just kind of like they they set it up in the exposition dump that like this is what division's been working towards and like yeah you know oh and, we're making super soldiers and it's like and I, and
3: I f- yeah I feel like that was the problem is one I, once again my main issue with the movie is that exposition dump and I feel like that exposition dump can like fucks up some of this other stuff because like if you hadn't had that and you just knew like this makes people really powerful. You would see her being really powerful and you wouldn't have, like, yeah. a grandiose expectation.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess okay. you could also justify it that she hasn't received the full treatment. She was just the first one to get to live through that first dose. That's And true. that's why they want her back, to keep doing treatment on her and making her a true super soldier.
1: And again, um, this is a very minor nitpick. Just, like, one of the things I took issue with plot-wise was, like, I didn't feel this delivered as well. Um...
0: Honestly, my biggest issue with this movie is such a minor thing, and it's the actress who played Kira.
3: I thought she was by far the worst actress she, in this movie. I, she she is she struggles in this movie. I would say I think that is she a, has moments where she where she comes off um, uh, strong, uh, performance wise. But yeah, I, I would agree with you that she she is the uh, the the weakest part of this movie. I think that all the other this, actors are incredibly strong throughout the entire movie. Is
2: Kira Chris Evans' girlfriend? yes Yes. uh camilla bell i'm not great with names
3: and every other Um, actor
0: actress and just character also just had fun with their character no one was like ever too serious and i don't know i think everyone always added something interesting to the movie like the i guess her name is emily who the um the clairvoyant who kind of sells her services and kind of helps them find the bead or whatever oh yeah um yeah, she she was a nice addition to the movie, and like I just liked how like she wasn't. They could have easily made her character like, no, I can't help you guys. I'll get in trouble, or this is dangerous. But like they got her on board pretty easily, and she was just useful throughout the whole movie. Her and Cliff Curtis, like you were saying, I think they were they were they were two pretty well and and, and characters. Pinky, um,
3: yeah.
1: Which that was another part I really. So the third act I think is by far the strongest part of this movie. Um, yeah. And because there's just so many cool plot. Like, up until that point, the plot was good enough for me. But, like, at the end, like, the whole plan and stuff, and the fact that, like, you know, they... Asse- it basically, it turns into, like, a, a heist light movie at the end. Like, they assemble their squad and how they're going to do. Except, you know, they can't have a plan. So they have to do this this crazy, no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, writing letters and to at, themselves.
0: At first, when they, when they were talking about that, I was getting kind of annoyed. Because I was like, that's a stupid idea. Like, that's a stupid direction to take this movie that you have to think on your feet and you can't have a plan and then he decided to go i'm gonna write you guys instructions and then wipe my memory and i was like okay that's a clever way of doing it and now it makes sense
3: yeah which by the way i love the memory wiper in this movie with his long ass fingernails just like uh like a bloodborn character just comes out and wipes his memory
1: (laughs) no it is uh and then also uh again just like the uh some of the story beats they did, like, I was fully like, oh shit, I don't really know what's real anymore. Did Kira implant this memory in Chris Evans' head? Or is this the... Because, like, you know, I looking back, you know, they definitely show that there's a lot of, like, oh yeah, he clearly pushed her. But at the same time, it was like, I don't know, did it work? I mean, or was he just trying to, like, re-put memories into her head because her mind got wiped? Um, so that was a really, like, I didn't know for sure at all until the very last scene. Um, which again, another super cool, like, that was a nice little hanging gun they did. Um, which was really elegant. And so, I, yeah, I, the third act is tied up neatly with a pretty little bow on it. It is wonderful.
3: Yeah. And that's, what and that's why I don't mind that they don't like answer a lot of the lingering questions like with the greater world or like goals and objectives because it's like that third act is so like that third act ties up so much shit in such a fun way that Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i can let it go there like i i I can i can live with that
0: and it's weird this what you're just saying kyle how elegant some parts of the movie were this movie had a lot of great show don't tell move moments like at the end her just pulling out the, the picture of them at um coney island the sniffers in the background sniffing things um nick at the beginning rolling dice and controlling them like that told you everything you needed to know about that particular moment or their power or whatever but the, a lot of the times they also then explained it in words and gave you a little expedition exposition yeah. on it had you taken that out i think this movie would have been honestly i would have called it a great movie
3: yeah, I think I think we should go Agreed. ahead and take go go ahead and do a Topher Grace recut of this. I was
0: just about to say a Topher Grace
1: cut.
3: <laughs> Wait, what's the Topher
0: Grace cut?
1: So Topher Grace recut the prequels, um, and they are phenomenal.
0: Wait, the Star Wars prequels?
1: Yeah, the Star Wars prequels. He did a a recut of them, and they are actually really good.
2: Interesting. You see, I would have thought it had that. something to do with Spider Man Three. Yeah, no. I had to <laughs> Yeah, I, I had no idea mm-hmm. the Topher Grace cut existed. It's kind it's of kind of of a,
3: it's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I think that if you cut out the exposition at the start and you cut out like a couple of those like conversations where someone's going, "I'm this, you're this, how about this?" Um, I think I'm that I'm a
2: person and my name is Anakin.
3: Yeah. Um, if you cut out Makes all that by like Hayden
1: Christensen, the star of Jumper.
3: <laughs> Not in that movie. <laughs> He's a youngin'. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, if you cut out all that stuff, I think that this movie becomes way more uh, almost meditative and, and much stronger. Like, there's, there, like, that would allow for this movie to have a little bit more quiet moments and a little bit more intrigue and... Um, I don't know. Like mystery.
2: I wrote Let's... something down in the notes on my phone. It's really dumb, but I wrote down This is podcasting. <laughs> if we ever if, if we ever got into <laughs> if We ever got into another Phantom Menace debate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh,
3: can yeah, can no. I take
1: one minute to talk about jumper, please?
3: <laughs> Go for yes. it
1: so so uh, the reason jumper is on my mind is number one because fx number two you can't argue these movies are of the same ilk. (laughs) they
3: are the same vibe they look the covers look very similar and so what happened at the beginning it's called
1: the movie's called push and it starts off and the dad pushes the vent away so little uh chris evans can get out and i was like oh, shit, is this going to be like Jumper and there's just one superpower that people have? And then I was like, what if they made a Jumper universe? That would be so cool. <laughs> like, uh, so that was, that was quashed early on. But yeah, no, for the rest of the movie, I could not shake Jumper off my mind.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do want to say, too, I, I, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I love the like bait and switch where you see the word push and you see the power that Chris Evans and his dad has. And you go, oh, this is a movie about these guys, right? And it is. It's a movie about Chris yeah. Evans. But but the power that it focuses on is not the um, mover's power, which is what Chris Evans has, which allows him to, like, have telekinesis, but, like, the people who can push you to do things, which are the pushers. And I was like, oh, I like that kind of, I like that fake-out. Yeah. yeah. It's a small little thing. And I don't even know if it's intentional, but I, I, I do appreciate it when movies, you know, or books or anything have, like, a fun you know oh you thought it was going to be like this from the title mm, maybe it's a little bit different
2: <laughs> no
3: um yeah any, any, any does anybody have anything else before we get into uh final thoughts on this one
2: I was going to say I think I'm
3: about ready for final thoughts yeah I, are. that felt like a that felt like a thorough discussion it felt it like did. a thorough talk pushed it out at, at the us.
2: same time relatively quick too i mean yeah. it's just like you can get the points of this movie across pretty easily. Um, yeah, I'd hate it. So,
3: and and it's a it's a brisk movie. It's not very long at all. It's not. No, I. It's a. This is one of this is one of my 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 biggest cases for shorter movies, please. Hollywood, make them shorter. I don't feel like I missed out on too much with this movie not being two and a half hours. I think I got just what I needed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. Before we go into final thoughts. Let's let's go around. Who who liked this? Like just a very general like versus dislike. Did anybody dislike the movie? I liked it.
3: I liked it. Yeah. All right. No, I'm I think I, I
2: think I'm about like halfway in between, more leaning towards like. So it seems like we all had a good time with this one.
3: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I I feel like I've, I'm glad that I've redeemed myself after uh, Rocketeer. <laughs> I'm glad that I've 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 won over. <laughs> Uh, uh, Ryan and Alex with uh with uh American Animals esque, maybe not my cup of tea, but a pleasure to watch. Well,
2: you, you see, Brendan, that wasn't that wasn't Ryan who disliked Rocketeer. That was Red Ryan. Oh yeah. Who
3: disliked the I, forgot you were, I forgot you were just going through some hard times when we were watching those.
2: No, no, I I, I didn't like Rocketeer, but this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I liked it slightly more. <laughs> Yeah, all right, let's do it. Who wants okay, to okay. Kick off uh, butts? I'll
3: start, I'll start uh, since mine are probably the most obvious and I can be the quickest about it. Uh, I really like this movie. This is by no means, um, you know, a masterpiece of cinema, but I think that for the genre, which has been repeated and duplicated and, you know, doppelgangered to nauseam at this point... Um, I think that this is a really fun break from uh, the norm, and it feels way more genuine and way more uh, interesting than anything that you'll see uh, coming from you know DC or Marvel or anything like that. If if you're in the mood for a subversive, relatively speaking, uh, super powered movie, uh, this is definitely something that I could not. Uh, help but recommend if you are someone who uh hates the idea of superhero hates the idea of superheroes existing without dumb costumes and gray washed out environments uh then yeah you probably won't care for this one but i would recommend it either way yeah
0: uh i guess i'll go next um this movie was a very fresh take on the superhero genre early on before the superhero genre really was a thing. And I think it still holds up as a very fresh take on the superhero genre. There really aren't that many movies that have come since that have been really focused like this. And, I mean, if you guys pointed any out, let me know. I didn't catch any glaring plot holes. I think oftentimes, like, X-Men and movies like that, there are plot holes in that, like, oh, a character could have easily done this and kind of diffused that situation in no time. Whereas this movie, I guess... You can accredit it to the little counter system that Ryan pointed out. But since everyone could kind of counter others and the powers weren't so overly overpowered, I think it made the movie so much more interesting and so much. And the, the fast pace of it just, it was such a fun ride. Honestly, talking with you guys about it more made me like the movie even more. It's so close to being a great movie to me. The only thing I don't like is like we all pointed out, the expo- exposition dump at the end, because it did so much... There are so many good moments where it both showed you and told you what's going on, and had you taken out the telling, it would have been really great.
1: I'll go ahead and go next. Uh thought that just popped into my head, this would make an excellent video game. Like, if you wanted to make a <laughs> video game in this world, that, that would work nice and easy, baby. Um...
3: The multiplayer mode would just be something something out of a dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah. Like how first-person shooters have, like, specialists and all that. Yeah, this exactly. Like, great. you've got classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you could – and not to go off on too much of a tangent, but if you use the sort of framework of the old Assassin's Creed games that had multiplayer, where you had, like, a big, open, crowded area that you had to have these fights in and you didn't necessarily know who was who, that'd be really interesting. <laughs> I mean, like, listen,
1: at the end of the day, it's no hardcore Henry, and not much will attain that in terms of crossing mediums, but, uh, it definitely has the potential, and that's what I really like. Uh, no, this movie is super cool. I will say, I think a lot of my, uh, hype for it and liking it is because of how low of a meta score it has, um... And so, like, I want to be a bastion of defense for it. Uh, if this movie were rated, like, in the 80s or higher, I would probably have a different tone and be like, all right, let's hold up, everybody. Let's take a minute. But, uh, no, it is it is downright criminal that this movie is so <laughs>
2: lowly rated. Um, what is the Metascore?
1: The Metascore is a 36. Jumper's Metascore is a 35. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it is, uh, it's, it's, I, I'm not, yeah, everything you guys have said, it's super fresh, which is cool, Depend since this came out at the cusp of superheroes, uh, yeah, it is a, I don't think I'd ever need to watch it again, but that being said, I would be happy as a clam if I did.
3: Yeah, and, and, and if you ever do, I've got the 4K Blu-ray, I don't know why this was one of the movies <laughs> oh, they is on remastered 4K? in 4 i have it. <laughs> I have, Brendan. You've made a fan out of
0: me, and I might honestly buy a 4K. It, it,
3: it was day. it was the cheapest 4K. I don't know if it's still cheap, but it was like nineteen dollars, and I was like, "What?" And yeah, I, I bought. it Does it, it look any good in 4K? It looks really nice in 4K. Like the special effects it can't look bad, right? Yeah, yeah. The the special effects don't look great. Like the the actual like you know uh, like lens flare stuff with the moving looks fine. The CGI guns don't look great, but like. The environments, the sets are so gorgeous. The colors are so beautiful in this movie that in 4K with the HDR on, it just pops that much more.
2: Yeah, the Hong Kong backdrop kind of begs for 4K.
3: Yeah, it, it's, oh. it, it was worth it. That was one of the movies I calibrated my TV with.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that just leaves me. So I this is, like I said, this is not exactly my cup of tea for a movie. But that said, I can totally see the charm of it. I, I can totally see all the things people would like. My main issues with it are it's kind of throughout there's there's cheese. But even even if there's cheese, I might consider that more of camp. It's a very campy movie, and campy can be charming. Cheesy is kind of a negative thing. Campy is a positive kind of thing, at least in my eyes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a campy movie. Not always my cup of tea, uh, and that's the case here, but I, I do see the charm. Um, also, the, the the narrative is a bit weak. The overall storytelling, it, it could be better. And then the, the characters aren't really fleshed out the way I would like them to be. It brings a lot of ideas in that are really good, but it just doesn't flesh them out in the way I would like to see them. Uh, you guys said a video game would be cool. I think this would work really, really well as a miniseries where you kind of yeah. get to see different plot lines with these powers. Um, and that that was one of the first things I thought about was, yeah, this is a really cool world. I like the focus of it and everything. I just don't think a movie of, I mean, what was it, like 90 minutes just about? I, I don't know that that can really do this world justice. And that was one of the issues with it, for better or for worse. Um, but as far as, like, positive things, the aesthetic is great. It has really good chemistry and acting. Uh, the set pieces are awesome. I love Hong Kong movies. I mean, it, it's great. The cinematography, in many cases, is really good. I, I would say for the most part, it's not anything standout, but there are, are a few scenes that are just like, wow, that looks incredible. Like, that looks really, really good. And that, that happens, I, I would say, probably once a scene. I would say for the most part, uh, the scenes kind of like look just passable, but then there's just like this one little thing, and you're just like, wow, that looks really good. And then finally, I, it's just the contained story I love. I can't stand the, the scale of these superhero movies where it's just like a world ending event. And it's just like, if it's a world ending event and the movie has an ending, you know, it's not going to end <laughs> with the world ending because <laughs> then it's not a movie. So it, infinity it, it takes, war. Yeah. It takes away all the, it takes away all the stakes.
3: Yeah, but in, even in cases like Infinity War, right? I mean, that's the, the sort of like uh, joke and lesson of, of something like Watchmen, where you have like nothing ever ends. It's like, yeah, even Infinity War, you just get another movie where everything's yeah. still going. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. and it's like, I like this because it's contained. It feels like the events in the movie are only influential on the people who are partaking in citizens. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just and I, and it's just these secret agencies that are involved and I really like that. It's not with like the entire US government or yeah, something. Yeah and I like
3: that. and I also really really enjoy a movie where the like the stakes and the, you know, plot matters to the characters, right? And and even if the characters aren't necessarily super fleshed out, you understand why these things matter to them. Yeah. In a way that isn't do. like uh, well, you know, obviously you care if the whole world's gonna go because that is something yeah. that I think that the Marvel movies rely really heavily on is like yeah. the the glib, like swashbuckling dude who's like, "Well, I can't drink at the bar if the Earth is gone," and it's like, "All right, <laughs> fuck off with you! Great, yeah. <laughs> you're a real, you're a real treasure." <laughs> yeah, no, the contained story is such an
2: asset, and I and the, the contained setting too. It just it's in Hong Kong. It's a Hong Kong movie. It's great because of that. It's a good setting. So, yeah, overall, I I was going to say just overall, it's kind of a watch for me because it's not exactly my type of narrative or uh, character developing kind of, yeah, narrative. I think narrative is the best way to put it. It's not my kind of narrative, but it is very fun to watch. And I would totally watch this on FX again.
3: Uh, I was going to say one last thing I totally forgot to mention this the moment where the triad dad dies is very campy and I love it so much where he's standing in the middle of the uh of, of the construction zone with all the uh, bamboo scaffolding, yeah. and he goes, and he's like weeping so loud that it's taking yeah. the whole thing down. That is such a goofy part of the movie, but I love it so much. That was such a cool
2: set piece the the bamboo scaffolding in yeah. the factory. That and oh oh yeah, just one fi- one final final thing is when they were like throwing the the paint. Or the pigment colors in the air with their powers and like not oh, yeah. these dust clouds of colors, I was like, all right, that's sick.
3: That's yeah, that's the power of this lot of movie. Cool is, ideas in this, yeah. The, the the power this movie has is moments where you go, "All right, that's sick." That's kind of cool. You that I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. got me. Agreed. That was dope. Agreed. <laughs> Overall,
2: not my kind of narrative, but those moments make it worth it. Like, absolutely, make it worth it
1: so all right yeah. uh, very cool um, and uh, yeah we're take gonna say shepherd. a, uh, a qu- we're gonna a take brief. a quick break and uh, then we're gonna move into my number three seed the personal history of David Copperfield which is the orange juice to just brushing our teeth with this movie <laughs> see you then <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, uh, hey, bum. It won't be a break
0: Bye-bye. for anyone. We jumping in? Um. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah I'm good.
2: Do you want to give? Let's kick us off with the... Okay. Let's get into the...
0: David Cap... Ka- Wait, no, that's Kyle. Kyle yeah. kicks off with the... Let's yeah, get into me. It's me, baby. Slight nitpick. Yeah. Do you want uh, to introduce... It, or do you want to wrap up, push again? Just a nitpick because you said like, oh, now time for a short break as we blah, blah, blah. But for them, it's not going to be a break.
3: Well, it's going to go out we to music. Cut, well, out. that's the joke. Yes. We
0: could just disregard. Yeah.
3: Bum, bum, ba,
1: da, bum, ba, I was about to make a reference to how we took our longest break we've ever taken on Kino Clash. Um because it's a lie.
2: Actually, in theory, this is our shortest break ever because we're recording both episodes tonight. I know. Not in theory, in practice. In, <laughs> in
1: practice, in, my yeah, friend. The, in full practice. the only
3: time we've ever done anything like this was the Forgotten Hidden, destroyed, burned episode with the long, long <laughs> exposition from Kyle. Because <laughs> that was intentionally supposed to be both movies, and then we just said no. Well, I said yep. no. I said I could not. I had to sleep. Yeah,
1: that's true. I forgot.
2: Wow. The keynote clash. <laughs> the lost you- files. Look- we should monetize that we should put it on like patreon for a hundred dollars a month and listen to kyle's (laughs) horrible rants
3: bedtime stories with kyle (laughs) yeah if
2: if you you can't experience the movie the correct way
3: (laughs) grandpa kyle uh uh lambasts you
0: our last episode this is not going to our last episode needs to be a 4 hour episode where the first hour of each movie has to be a complete extensive recap of the movie and then the last hour is an actual discussion yeah <laughs> okay i like this i like
3: this and then our actual last episode telling- our actual last episode is just the full 15 hours of Kyle's rants <laughs> 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 uncensored uncut all
1: right all right, let's get and, and into it. And we this. call that we I'm call it the uncut gems episode. At the end of Keno Clash, I'm going to lose. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know how, but one of you will damn me, and I will get die. I just and then I need to get on and the board. Then
0: eliminate. I need to get on the board. That's it. That's Alex. Does I, I meant lose up.
1: just in life? Oh. Like I was gonna. I was gonna. Yeah, but no, you're right. You, yeah, yeah. Owen oh two.
0: This guy sucks. Mm, the next uh, one, 3. The, no, the next one's going to be it? me. Oh, Is it 0-2 or 0-3? Ratatouille, Back to the Future. He,
1: he's 0-2. Yeah, he's 0-2. 0-2? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: yeah. No, I've been keeping track. Oh, I'm too. 4 uh, Oh, no, that's We should do... Left... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <man. laughs> let's, do, uh, let's do Kino stats at the end of this, by the okay. way. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So Good to yeah. go in. Ryan. Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am um, Okay, and welcome back. Uh, we're now about to jump into 2019's "The Personal History of David Copperfield." Uh, so let me go ahead and get that pulled up. Here, my keyboard, real quick. There we go. Damn it! That's
3: what. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to say to you, Kyle.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, yeah, that's fair. All right, and here is the uh, IMDb description, which is short. Uh, A modern take on Charles Dickens' classic tale of a young orphan who is able to triumph over many obstacles. But I think that does get the point across.
0: I have... Um, a chronicle of the life of David Copperfield from his youth into adulthood, featuring his adventures in the web of friends and enemies he makes along the way.
2: Mm. That'll do yeah. Since we're at it, do, yeah. should I add one?
0: Go ahead. What does Letterboxd say?
2: Sure, why not? I'm, this is going to be one sentence. From rags to riches and back again. Oh, okay.
1: I actually really like that letterbox description. I, I, I picked up on that when I read it on
2: Letterboxd. It's a, it's a good first one. Brendan, just do one off, off the, dome, the dome, like uh, like like Rat cook food, but for David Copperfield.
3: Uh, curly haired man loses clothes twice.
0: <laughs>
3: Not the <laughs>
0: Copperfield you
3: think. All
1: right, cool. Not the Copperfield you think. That's an important
3: uh, one. Uh, can I can I start the discussion? Because I do need to talk about Copperfields particularly.
1: Sure, uh, sure. Go uh-huh. ahead, start. Uh, first thoughts. Let's do I it. I
3: thought this was about a magician. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately thought the entire time I was like, "So when's he getting the? Like when, when does he start his yeah. m- his magic career?" And. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, the entire time I was watching it, I, like, when, when, uh, Peter Capaldi shows up and he's in, like, that Willy Wonka outfit, I was like, oh, that's the guy who teaches him <laughs> <some> magic tricks. <laughs> um, and, I, so,
1: I thought about before we watched this putting out a brief memo of hey this is the charles dickens novel not about a magician well, see, <laughs> and now i regret a no, no, few
0: episodes ago you told us it was i said oh but the magician and you're like what no it's not about the magician so i knew about it a few months ago after you said it had i not yeah i would have gone into it like brendan thinking that uh, i was expecting i think i think
3: i think it makes it better i think i've talked to you about this movie before like when you're like yeah i'm really excited for this i go oh yeah that's about like a magician or whatever and you've gone yeah something like that like (laughs) no no um anyway so the entire movie i keep seeing these these older men with like eccentric (laughs) like ideas and i keep going oh this guy's gonna teach him magic um, and then it never happens. And he just keeps going. His life just keeps on going. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to show him, like, getting a job and then realizing that his passion's magic. No. His stepdad looks
0: like David Copperfield.
3: <laughs> yeah. So. I, uh, yeah. So, I mean, my, I feel like, I feel like my impression of the movie is I was getting like upset in this movie. Cause I, gi- I, <laughs>
1: no! I, genuinely can't,
3: I was like, they, like, what is he, what is it? End on him being a magician. And I feel like <laughs> now, now uh, stay with me here. I feel, oh, I, man. <laughs> I feel like the opening does not do enough to disabuse you of the thought that he is the magician because he literally runs into the background like I'm magic and, he, and he's right. And I'm like, Ooh, This is a magic, Damn it. <laughs> um, so You're fighting
0: an th- uphill battle now, Kyle.
3: Yeah, yeah, so I thought he was a magician. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is is that your is that your opening thoughts, friend? I think it is. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that that everything else I say from this point forward, you need to know that I thought he was going to start doing magic tricks at God any moment. Damn
1: it! Oh.
3: <laughs> to to the extent that at the end of the movie, I thought he was going to save his family by doing magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never thought he wasn't going to, Kyle. I never, it, never it, it never, it never stopped being the thought I had.
2: I mean, that's what you All get right. when you name a movie after, with the, with the terms David Copperfield. Charles
3: Ooh, it it the, modern, modern, the book came first. Charles well, well, no. okay, here's my thing. Came Here, here's my thing. They gave it, they gave it such a whimsical name. The personal history of David Copperfield. And then they had it start with magic. And I just... I feel like if you're trying to stay away from <laughs> the magic man...
2: <laughs> probably should have done it in, like, 1938. Uh, <laughs> oh, they should have started, not should have started it well. without magic.
3: Anyway. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Next
1: person. Next, <laughs> next one up. This is going to be rough. I already can tell. <laughs>
0: Drastically different from Brendan's take. <laughs> I knew going in that he wasn't a magician. Um my dad, however, did not. He kept asking me when the magic was coming. <laughs> but <laughs> um all in all, this movie was cute. It was heartfelt. Honestly, I'm having trouble coming up with, with an opinion here because I didn't love this movie. It was okay. Uh, I, I, it's not because the movie was a bad movie. I just don't think it's my kind of movie. Honestly, I don't see it being your kind of movie, Kyle, except for some of the dialogue. Because the dialogue is so...
1: Oh, and we're going to talk about the
0: dialogue, baby. We had those snatch moments of constant repetition. Um, So I could see some of that. But I don't know. I, th- I can appreciate a lot of it was done really well. Dave Patel was great. A lot of the shots were really beautiful. Um, even just landscape shots, yeah, the whole, how the whole movie was shot. The acting was great all around. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like it was just really good and I don't have a lot more to say about it, but okay. it being really good. I didn't enjoy it as much as, <laughs> oh, I <thought. laughs> sorry. I thought you were going to say I didn't enjoy it.
2: <laughs> no. <That ended> there. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. it was.
0: I, eh, I had a, a good enough time.
2: So is that to me now then? Alright. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. There were a lot of moments of really great camera work. The transitions in many instances were awesome. Um I loved a lot of the transitions, but yeah, on the whole, I I was I just thought this movie was kinda of boring. It just didn't do anything mean, like nothing about it was bad. It was just kind of uninteresting to me. I don't know. I would agree. Mr. Dick
0: was amazing.
2: I I feel like there is an excellent movie here, but it's not what's presented. The the excellent movie is in all the things in between each plot point. And that was the main issue I had was the plot points. They just kept going, and then he did this, and then he did this, and then he did this. It, It had no flow to it. And I just couldn't get past that. It, 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 The narrative structure was just not there for me. I just could not... I, I couldn't get aboard with it. Oh.
0: To come to the movie's defense here, yeah. I think that was the point. The movie well, it's a was a Dickens kind of like, novel, isn't it? Well, I've never read Dickens, so I don't know. It's a what? He said it's a Dickens novel. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a Dickens novel. That's
0: kind of how those I, are. I'm more basing it off what the purpose of the movie was, and it was to tell a story, and that's typically how stories are told.
2: I, I'm not... I, I just to... feel like there's a lot more that's not said that is not in the movie. Like this is adapted from a novel. I feel like the novel is very long and explains a lot of plot points that yeah. get in between. You the plot would points. be
1: very correct. Like there's just
2: so much. Like the the narrative structure of this literally just feels like. And then they do this. And then he goes to a castle and, Ryan, and flies a kite. You'll never he...
1: believe what everybody's critique of this movie is. It's, it's
2: exactly. It's just, yeah, it's it's not narratively sound. And I can see the charm. It has a lot of whimsical fun, and I did appreciate that, but yeah, for what I look for, it's just it, it, it didn't do enough for me, and it just overall, I was kind of bored by it by the end.
3: Here, Kyle, yeah. before you go, I do want to add some actual thoughts. Um... Uh- <laughs> uh besides no magic um i i really enjoyed the uh i really enjoyed the cinematography i thought that um i've I've thought that pretty much entirely the uh the movie was fun and, and, and nice to look at um i did get very bored uh in many many moments i i thought that the characters were honestly uninteresting i think there are I think there are seven. I think there's maybe f- four or five characters that are very interesting, and I think there are characters that are so like trope laden that they are very uninteresting to me. Um, and, and I
2: agree, but we'll touch on that because yeah. there is a caveat to my opinion. Yeah, on that. that's uh, okay.
3: You know, and and there, there there's just a couple, th- and, and as Ryan said, there's some narrative stuff that I just found very unsatisfying especially towards the end um the end it feels like the end comes at you like a fucking freight train and it 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 attempts to resolve like 90 problems in 10 seconds and i i did not necessarily care Mm -hmm. for that at all either um but i think that the performances carry this movie i think that the that those moment to moment scenes like once you get past like ryan said the things that bring you to a moment in his life those moments in his life are really enjoyable to watch but anytime you have to move to a new moment of his life and whatever narrative conceit has to take place to get him there i find that to be some of the most torturous viewing um that we've had in this show uh (coughs) wow i
0: will say the first act i think was was a little boring to watch, but everything else. I. I
2: Are you? I was, do you mean the child portion?
0: Mo- yeah, most of that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. But past <laughs> that, I, w- I was pretty entertained. Um. Yeah, I, I don't completely see where you're coming from here, but I respect it.
2: Okay. I think we're to you, Kyle. All right, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I am cornered, baby. <laughs> I got, I got enemies at the gates, and I gotta come out swinging. Um, so I, I want to before I begin, I want to talk about uh, a very special thing about this. This movie is uh, the spawn of Kino Clash. Uh if I did not watch this movie,
3: oh, I was so confused with where you were going with that. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I worded that wrong. But no, this movie spawned Kino Clash. Oh, um, Kyle!
2: I watched this. Kyle had a camera zoom in on his eye, it was, it was somewhat like the "That's a Raven" moment.
3: And he said, "Kino Clash,"
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then his eye zoomed back out, and he said, "Hmm, that's me." <laughs> <laughs>
3: If you could stare
1: into the future. Cut, cut. <laughs>
2: sorry, um,
1: but no, yeah, I, so I found this movie in August on HBO Max. I love Dev Patel. My girlfriend loves Dev Patel. Uh, and we were like, yeah, this looks good. Uh, also, it is directed by Armando Iannucci, who is probably in my top three favorite directors right now. Uh, he did Veep. Death of Stalin, another show on HBO right now, Avenue 9, and uh, like Alex said, his dialogue, uh, this is a dialogue movie, and we are going to talk about dialogue, baby, because that is my favorite part. Kyle loves Um, his wordplay. I do. Um, But, so, me and Paige watched this movie, and we both immediately fell in love with it. Um, And I was like, damn... That might be one of my favorite movies. Hence, we get to Kino Clash, where I was like, "Eh, you know, we we know the story." Um, no, but please tell us. We're and galos. then, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, two weeks later, uh, I went to go visit my folks and with Paige, and we were like, "Man, do I have a movie for you guys?" Uh, and similar to you all, we're not that big on it at the end of the day. And me and Paige were like, "What?" What on earth? Um, and then I watched it with Ryan the other night, and Ryan similarly went, yeah, nah, this is very medium thumb for me. I was, gonna, yeah, I, down, I think thumbs you thumbs
2: asked thumbs me down. thumbs up or thumbs down, and I was like, right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle.
1: Um, but Ryan, you said something very insightful, and I said I was going to steal it, but I'm going to give you complete credit.
2: Uh, and you don't
1: have to, but go ahead. Well, no, it was yours, but, uh, so I, I, I was expanding. I was like, yeah, no, I know this is definitely a little off the cuff movie to be someone's favorite movie. Uh, like it's, I definitely don't think it would be something that people would expect. Like you said, Alex, I don't think this is a movie that most people would see and go, oh yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a Kyle last name redacted movie. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> the slimer uh, besides movie the Diamond, of course <laughs> uh but what ryan ryan said uh yeah no i can see how it would be a very personal movie if it were to be someone's favorite movie and that has really resonated with me since then and i think that is exactly what this is um because i adore this movie every single part of it literally once we rolled it for the next, I don't know, five days, uh, I was so excited to watch this movie again. I have wanted to watch it since we started Kino Clash, but I've been trying not to watch movies that are on the list. I was so excited, and then I got to watch it again, and it it makes me so happy. I I truly... I love this movie more than I love a lot of people.
3: Oh oh, I thought you were going to say more than you love God. And I was like, Kyle, don't speak blasphemy on the recording. Keto Clash is a, is a Catholic podcast, by the way. I didn't know if we said that at the start. <laughs> uh, it's a... So this. We take communion before each uh, episode. Uh,
2: let there be no doubts.
1: <laughs> this, uh, this all being said. Uh, I'm very interested to hear uh your guys's negatives but I am unapologetically going to take a lot of time to talk about everything I love in this movie that's uh, what this podcast so is for that being said
3: yeah I was, I, I uh, no, was i'm''m I'm, I'm, a big old I'm excited to mouth what you to say about push yeah.
1: um, but okay yeah that's i'll I'll end there to start <laughs> so what do you where do you guys want to start I can start.
3: Okay. Kino Clash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, this is not a Kino Clash. This is a Letterboxd review that I thought was funny. Well, no, 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 not not a specific review, but mostly when you look at the Letterboxd reviews for this movie, a lot of them are very positive and they're all just like it's colorful, silly, whimsical fun. Hyphen Dave Patel is also hot. And it's like it's just like, if you think this movie is goofy fun, then you're going to love it. But if you're not on board with that, then there's uh, there's just not much for me. There are a lot of things I really like. The color, in fact, is excellent. There's a lot of scenes, and I think I said mm-hmm. there are instances where I'm like, yeah, the cinematography, this shot looks awesome. The transitions are great. But beyond that, it's just the characterization. Like It just doesn't develop anybody who I think is interesting in a way that's satisfying. There's a lot of characters I'm like, yeah, this this could be a really cool story beat. And then they just hop into an entirely new setting, and you lose that character altogether. You're just like, oh, well, I guess I don't see them anymore. Tilda Swinton being one of them. Like, I love Tilda Swinton as an actor. er, And I I see her, and I was like, oh, I want to see what she can do. And she's such a minor part of the movie. It's like, wow, that's completely wasted having an actor like that in this movie. So, and again, like I said,
1: that is most people's complaint about this movie, reading the reviews, is, uh, not quite what you're saying, but in the same, uh, vein of, it seemed like it was a lot of Dickens fans who were like, listen, you tried your best, but you just can't put this book into two hours, um, and I mean, that's kind of what you're saying, Ryan, is there's there's so many like this is probably a fraction of the story beats in the actual book. And they are so well, rushed. And, and, I, uh, and, and that's and what I take it, issue right,
3: with. Yeah. And, and I want to I want to piggyback off that a little bit and just say that honestly, if this mo- like this movie is in a weird state where I would I I I really wished it was shorter, but the stuff that I would say to cut would be the stuff that moves the story along because that's the stuff that is the least enjoyable. Like I don't want to cut a single conversation between Dev Patel and, um, uh, uh, Willy Wonka. No, not Willy Wonka. Uh, um, (laughs) Dr. House. Hugh Laurie, I don't want to cut a yeah. single a single moment that those two had together on screen cuz I thought it was that, all That gold. was the highlight
0: of the movie, but, those two characters. Yeah, but
3: mm-hmm. but they're like that they, those two characters never pushed plot along. You know, when they were together. Mm-hmm. Those were all like these lovely little character moments where you had like a fun time with these these two. And yeah, so it's like well, I would want to keep all that, but that would be the easiest to cut. And I think that for me at least the fact that this story goes all over the place and never really settles and is constantly moving and nothing ever feels at, like very developed the fact that then it goes on for 2 hours doing this is exhausting cuz it's like if you're going to make a 2 hour movie plant some roots let me let me learn and you know develop these characters in and, and, and interesting and and fascinating ways and let me really get to know them and 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 blend that like um casual sort of conversational fun stuff that I like blended in with the narrative but this movie kept separating them and kept, you know moving things along and and it would just two hours was too long if if they weren't going to plant some roots because nothing felt like it was it, it was gaining momentum or, anything like it was exhausting so what
1: were some of the the like narrative transitions ryan and brendan that you like like can you just give me a few examples of what you were like yeah no nah, this is not doing it
2: i mean he's a kid and then he's in the factory and then he's at his aunt's mansion and and then he's at his friend's, his upscale buddy's mansion. No, no, uh, yeah, no, no I, sure. I
1: understand that, but I'm asking more, I guess, on Brendan's point of, like, the, the sloggy parts, you're saying, of when it's, when it's moving the story instead well, of just... Well, so, uh,
3: the idea that they want to transition from him being a child to a fo- full-grown adult in half a second, and then I have to watch him walk all the way to his aunt's house. Like, the, the priority here is so strange and how it wants wants to spend its time because ultimately you could just cut to him at his aunt's house and i don't yeah. like i assume that that was a far walk but the fact that i lost all of his development as a person um you know in his childhood i don't know which like, there's
2: not a lot of to begin with.
3: yeah like he's almost yeah like I, I would have wanted more of that maybe more of him with peter capaldi as a child because i imagine that they had a uh quite the storied life together that is not really uh, uh shown
2: but like, yeah i think any any focus on any given part of his life would have made for an interesting movie and i'm with you kyle like i i think the dialogue's great in this movie like i i thought it was very humorous throughout it's just the fact that it cuts around so much i just just like I've lost focus. Like, it, we're in an entirely new spot, and it's only five minutes later. I mean... It's like, what am I supposed to I, connect to?
3: I started getting legitimately, like, sad whenever it cut to a title card. So, like, ah, all right. That's all That's all I got of that.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, I get... I'm, I'm not, by the way, I'm not going to try and come to, like, bat your guys' points. I think everything you've said is very fair. Uh, actually, there's really nothing I would uh, reject. The only thing I'd say is, like, you know, to, like, what you were talking about, Brendan, like, the long walk, uh, I think that's a really beautiful scene of cinematography and stuff when you're seeing these big old shots of Britain and him walking. Uh, I agree. I think it's just pleasant to look at.
3: Well, yeah, I I completely agree. And that's the thing where it's, like, to cut this movie down is to, you have to sacrifice something. And I just think that this movie's uh, this movie's 2 hours of 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 unprioritized film it's all really nice but there's never a priority
2: yeah that's that's what i'm saying there's like i don't think there's any compl- well i mean obviously there's complaints but i don't think anything presented in this movie is bad no i don't think anything is done poorly it's just that the way the entire package comes together just there's not enough time spent on any one thing for me to feel connected to any one segment of the movie. so
1: I, then I'm curious with you two, how much because like I would say to what you were just saying, Ryan, that yeah, again, agreed. But I would say the one focus is obviously David Copperfield, Dev Patel. So like, could you guys not hone or not not necessarily not hone in on it, but could you not like I, I you know what I'm trying to say? Like, well, could you not key in on that? Kind of bland. Yeah, he's in different
2: settings so often that he can't really flesh out his own character in each of those settings. Like the collective whole, you get an idea of who David Copperfield is in the context of the story. But in any given beat, it's like, yeah, you don't get an idea because he keeps changing character as well. In The Glass Factory, he's this very, you know, kind of uh, inspiring character who's like telling the kids oh you need to do the bottles like this and then all of a sudden he's in his mansion and he needs to cater towards the people in the mansion and then he's in his rich people his his rich friends i I, I don't exactly remember what happens but he meets like the the rich scholar students and he like he he yeah. suddenly feels the need to fit in with them and so his character changes again his character changes so often that i never get a good sense of who he is like, well, in the so
1: I I would come to the defense here and say that is the point is that it's this kid who never knows who he is and that's that's why he's always being called different names throughout the yeah, entire movie and that's fine um, but because he never he never finds his
2: person that's fine but there, that's such a small part well, of the movie well also David. It, it, like so much of it is just his that, interactions with other characters
3: yeah and that would be fine Kyle if that had any amount of pet. Pay- payoff but like the payoff that you get for that is in probably one of the worst scenes of the movie if i had to call any scene bad the reveal of what's his face as the master villain of the movie is one of the worst scenes in the like if not the worst to me where where you have what uh you have uh, uh is that benedict wong as the yeah yeah Benedict as Long, as the uh, as the drunk um uh, attorney who just goes bah you've stolen from me <laughs> you forged my signature in the most like ridiculous way and like i get that that was the like it was a... a,
1: a... i'm shocked to hear you did not like that but, that is like i mean it's that it's like like you brendan specifically because I just thought it
3: would feel to me. I, I just, very, I just thought it felt so yeah. out of place in that movie.
2: Well, it's like one line of interaction between David and that character.
3: Yeah, like not pretty
2: like much. I mean, once he go to tea, he goes to tea with his mother, and his mother serves him terrible cake. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's the only other like. There's so,
3: so little interaction between literally, I I would say three of the most impactful characters in the movie. Like we don't see that much of Benedict Wong. We don't see that much of, uh, I don't know, Discount Ben, Jim ben Carrey. Weeshaw. That's what he looked like to me. He looked like, <laughs> ben yeah, Weeshaw. he he looked like uh, like Dumb and Dumber Ben Carrey. Uh, not Ben Carrey, Jim Carrey. Um, I mean, who Jim? Who was Jim Carrey? Which Carrey?
1: Uh, he's he's saying Ben Weishaw, uh, the
2: the fella who's like, uh, yeah, the, the, the one Heap. who's like with his mother serving the really stale cake, the
3: dense cake. Yeah, um, I. Yeah, I mean, for how how much impact he had on the story, f- fucking no screen time. Like, he had probably the most impact on the story than anybody and fucking nothing. Yeah. And so that scene where he's confronting him and he's like, I'm David Copperfield. I'm like, you're yelling at literally nobody to me. Like, great no. moment here, but <laughs> this th- this is the payoff that I was waiting for, for all of these names and you finally taking your name. Like <laughs> what a, what a, like it would make more sense if he was, conf- if okay. he was confronting, um, uh, his friend, uh, what was his friend's name? Steerforth. Uh,
1: Steelforth. yeah, Steelforth. if he
3: was confronting Steelforth after, he, after he finds out yeah. everything that Steelforth did and Steelforth is like still somehow like, you know, fucking pissy. And then he can, you know, sti- he confronts Steelforth, this sort of and antithesis of a gentleman Um, you know, this guy who abandoned this woman and all this stuff. If you confronted him and said, I'm David Copperfield, then it's like to
2: that, to that point. Does he ever encounter that guy again after he basically ditches the woman?
3: Uh, He encounters him dead. No, he never gets.
2: (laughs) Yeah. See, it's like, that was very unsatisfying. It's like, there's this person where he's like, he's, he's almost bullying David until David proves he can, he's a wordsmith. So he's likable immediately. And that's the only reason that that guy is on board with them, and so. But you're seeing this this individual who's like not very likable, and he's doing all these things, and they become friends, and then all of a sudden he reveals his true character, which the audience knew all along. But there's never a moment where the protagonist kind of comes to terms with that and faces it well, and says, "Hey, this is not okay," and, and is and that's it's unsatisfying. Yeah,
3: and that's the thing about this movie as a whole that's unsatisfying is that. The characters are as they are described. Like the, you know, the, the, you know, Ben Wishaw's character, he looks like a, you know, he looks and acts like a slimy little rat man. And then he's a slimy little rat man. Like I, like I was hoping that he'd be a good guy. I was hoping that the, yeah. that the lesson would be like, oh yeah, this guy was your true friend and, and, in, in school because.
1: Now, so, so that is one, one part of this movie that probably keeps me from calling it perfect. Is uh, the lesson of this movie uh, reminds me of one of my favorite Futurama lines uh, when uh, these two rich people get back together at the end of the movie, and Doctor Zoidberg goes, "Yay, a happy ending for the rich people!" Yeah. <laughs> and that that is this movie <laughs> <It> is <laughs> yeah they they got their stuff back. I don't
0: know. Alex, what do you think? i don't know i'm still having trouble formulating a thought on this movie like i understand where everyone's coming from here i'm leaning more towards brendan and ryan i think this movie's an example of like the parts are greater than the whole there are a lot of really great individual parts that just aren't too cohesive together um like so we'll talk about this in the future movie but I feel like this movie suffers the same problem and Ryan's pointed this out, which is why it's interesting that Ryan pointed this out that Forrest Gump struggles with is that this is like a progression of this character, this movie, and he's just going hopping from place to place to place and it doesn't feel too cohesive. Um, it just kind of feels like we're a uh, a spectator in this guy's life as opposed to hearing a story about this guy's life where a story, you know, has more flow and it has more cohesion and has more interesting beats.
1: And I, I would say that's exactly what it is. Yeah, we all
0: And I'm struggling with, like, I'm sure that was the point of the movie. I'm not going to speak on the book because I have zero knowledge on the book. I feel like that was the goal of the movie. Nor do this I. movie ultimately ends with David Copperfield recounting his life, and so the goal of the movie is to just show, hi- show you guys, hey, these are all these interesting quirky characters you meet along the way. This is kind of like just how messy life is and sometimes life doesn't make sense and, you know, life takes you in interesting directions. So I think that was definitely the the goal this movie was going for. It didn't quite mesh with me, but I don't dislike it as much as you guys did. One point to Brendan that I I don't really agree with is the characters. I thought the characters were, for the most part, really interesting and at least novel and, and unique. And that was
1: going to be my next question, but yeah.
0: Um Yeah, like every character had something I don't know. Interesting to them. Like, I i mean, I've said it already multiple times, but Mr. Dick's character, I think is the best character in this movie because his whole thing about being King Charles's, uh, decapitated heads thoughts, such a cool dynamic. And like, it didn't add anything to the movie. So that might be a, a bit of a problem to it, but just including in the movie, I, res- I, I appreciate it being in the movie because it took David Gopperfield and I don't know. It showed a, an interesting side of his personality. Uh, Cause he is kind of a helpful guy and just wants to help the younger guy or the, the underdog. Um, and I loved all the kite moments. I thought that was definitely the moments of the most heartfelt moments in the movie. Um, and Tilda Swinton's characters, I love how she's like a sweet and generous woman kicking these donkeys out of her mansion. I don't know. I think every character had an interesting quirk to them and it added a lot of charm to the movie. But like I said earlier, it's an example of the parts being greater than the whole.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's a well. So I'm curious. I, I was go gonna ahead. say yeah to go talk
3: ahead. about um the the specific characters that I felt you know fell flat. I did like um you know the uh, the King Charles guy and all that stuff. Like I, I loved all that stuff, and I think that a lot of the characters felt really quirky and really fun. But then you had um you know you had characters like. You know, uh, I keep—I don't even know—is Ben Wishaw's character isn't like Hayum or Heap, something like that. Keep
1: Uriah, he- Uriah,
3: um, who are the, once again pivotal members of the movie, and in fact, the movie's real main antagonist uh, for the most part, who are the most cookie cutter—like pick him out of any movie, put him in this one kind of thing. Same thing with. Like any time any conflict in this movie is given to you by the most standard this guy is bad kind of character
1: but so okay so I'm curious on that Brendan do you think it's it's stale or do you think it's bad because I agree with you and I, I agree it's very much so yeah this is this is a cookie cutter but I think it is the best possible cookie cutter like the maximized i i don't
3: cutter. i don't i don't know what that would even mean to be honest because like so so they're very heightened it's like okay
1: i don't mean that i just mean like 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 because i i i love uriah Heep's character and i love his story um in this movie um and i i agree with you yeah, he is just, you know, there's there's not a lot of depth or complexity to him. He wants money and power. Um but I think it's
3: it's well, a, I don't even think I but that's, it, that's, that's, that's the it. thing. I don't I don't it's not even about depth or complexity. It's that the 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 performance, the way the character is is dressed, you know, is just so like oh yeah, it's a sniveling heap. Let's let's get ourselves a sniveling heap. And that's that's how but yeah, like that. I get. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, but, yeah. But to that, me, that's what but I'm in To for. me, no. Like the fact that all the other characters are so quirky and all over the place. The fact that the antagonists are where the movie decides to draw it in and give you the basis, like the base, the most basic version of that. Even if you're saying, well, they're really, they're really uh, overacted and 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 and, and grandiose, and how they carry themselves it's still like i mean what villain had anything going on that was nearly as interesting as uh what mr dicks not not none of them none of them had anything going on half as interesting a quarter as interesting his <laughs> that's, his step his, his his stepfather and his, and his stepfather's sister fucking nothing characters um you know like I'm not expecting a ton of depth or complexity from them, but if we're going to have such a quirky movie, I expect the quirkiness to lead, like, to carry itself through the villains. Otherwise, I have a bunch of fucking clowns fighting the most standard uh, bad guy to ha- to ever cross a movie about life in, in, in a industrial, you know, Britain. Like, they felt like okay here this is this is this is meaner than I intend it to be, but the bad guys in this felt like bad guys that would be in DLC for Assassin's Creed syndicate. just like <laughs> all right <laughs> like okay, yeah. I guess it's industrial England so what he's got to be like hungry for money and power and make him come from rags but be really bitter about it and hate the rich and we'll portray that as unjust hmm sprinkle a little of that like weird (coughs) level of Uh, of of of
0: hate on him i'm torn on this the characters tear me on this movie because like i said they were all interesting and unique but at the same time they really like you've all said were not not did not have satisfying they weren't fleshed out but along those lines they did not have any satisfying endings So I have the cast here. That's what I mean. Pulled up on, on, on my computer. So I'll just go character by character. Yeah. That's that's what I mean by
2: not fleshed out. Yeah. There's not a satisfying ending to any of them. The aunt, except for David.
0: Tilda Swinton, you know, starts off rich, is uncomfortable for a bit when she loses her money, but then gets her money back. So like nothing really happened with her character. That's fine. But the trend kind of sticks with every character. Uh, Peter Capaldi's character. I feel like they could have done something there where when he becomes the professor at his school and Dev Patel kind of doesn't stand up for him when, uh, what's his name, Steerforth is like kind of going off on him and makes him lose his job. Peter Capaldi doesn't ever go like, you should have stood up for me. You know, that's my my family's livelihood. But at the whole movie, he's like, oh, hey, David, how's it going? You want, you want some help? I feel like they could have done something more there. Um, Agnes, their love interest, I buy Agnes falling in love with David Copperfield but I don't buy at the end him switching and loving Agnes. That was just a very, that felt out of nowhere. Um, James steerforth started becoming really interesting at the bar when he says, remember me by my best moments and all that stuff. But then that was the end of the interaction with David Copperfield. And honestly, that was the end of the interactions with with steerforth because then he just goes off and and falls in love with that with the girl. What's her name? Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever, Emily, And then you just kind of hear stories about what happened to him. And there, I don't see the tie-in between his kind of depressive state to his ultimate fate of kind of dying. I mean, I guess he was suicidal, right? But his character, it was so all of a sudden, and any fleshing out of that whole character beat was done off camera and just told through the stories of them trying to find these characters throughout the world. Um, Dora Spenlow did absolutely nothing. Um, and the Mertz, Murdstone, Murdstock, the, the parents
1: Mertzstones. Yeah.
0: They got no retribution. They were such bad people and they just kind of got away with it. Like, yeah, hey, if your mom died, we didn't invite you. Um, good luck with life. So all those character moments were just so unsatisfying. And again, I'm torn on whether that's kind of what the movie was going for in that, yeah, this is just life. These are characters you meet. These are stories you you come across in life. But as a movie, it and, didn't make for so a great movie.
1: So that is that's certainly the argument that I would give. And again, I real I don't have a retort to anything you guys have said. I think everything you've said is completely fair. Um, but no, kind of what you were saying at the at the end there, Alex. Uh, and, and I I guess it would be my one response to you know none of these characters have satisfying endings and how you were saying, well, that's just it. They're just, they're characters. Um, the the one thing I would say is their, their purpose in this plot uh, is to shape David Copperfield. Their, their purpose isn't to have their own stories. Uh, They are there to affect our main character.
3: Yeah. But even then, I've Um, so that, that that's so minimal.
2: How does does David change?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't, i mean I I, like i'd david say it has that really, much of an arc. i would revise that and i think the purpose of these characters is to give david copperfield a good story to write at the end
3: yeah but and that's even so along those <laughs> yeah that's even fair i too. think even yeah.
0: along those lines you could still have character arcs for these characters and yeah. still give them a good story Well, because
3: like to me to me i mean i imagine that this book like the book that this is based off of is better because like i wouldn't read i wouldn't read the book based off this movie what a yeah. what a fucking waste of my time that would be it would, mm-hmm. goes nowhere <laughs> All, like that would be crazy you, like these characters have to have more going on if it's going to be a book and the fact yeah. that like what what imagine reading a book like that this is my conversation with mr Dix today Next chapter. Like that'd be insane. Be yeah. like, what did that mean? No, yeah,
2: like I said, like I no, can is this, no, this is,
3: this is my, my conversation yeah. with Mr. Dix today. Next chapter. I have triumphed over the secret villain I ha- that was behind the scenes the entire time. Like you'd be like, what the hell? What what is this? Did I are these pages stuck together? Yeah.
2: No it's like i as a book I could see this being totally endearing, but th- as a movie, there's just not enough for me to care about really anything about it i mean there there are great moments in it, but for the most part, there's just not enough to really grasp hold of and it it just kind of makes it a wash for me
1: and and again i i there's nothing I can say to that um because uh, I, I, again I think you're completely justified, and yeah, I'm sure it would make. It, this, this movie would not make a good book. The book is probably, uh, for you guys, a more endearing story. Uh, I think for me, the things you guys are mentioning, again, I just don't care about.
2: I was uh, gonna say, but that's the movie. For the, this movie.
1: So I, well, but I would disagree. It is the, I don't think the movie, the movie is a day in the life. A life and more like a life in, right.
2: like a, life in a day. Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um,
1: but yeah, no. It's just it, I'm. Or actually, go ahead. Alice.
0: No, I was just gonna say I. I totally get why you love this movie because I think it may have been like a right place at the right time kind of thing for you and your girlfriend, who I won't name drop uh, for sake of privacy. Um, like I, I'm curious on the context of when you guys watch this movie because. I totally get this movie. If you don't go into it, I think super nitpicking and analyzing it as a film, it's super enjoyable and super endearing. I think it just kind of falls apart the more you critique it. I, I don't want to say objectively, but critique it for its filmmaking elements. Then it, it starts kind of breaking down a bit. But if you don't look at it through that eye, through that perspective, It definitely holds up a lot more and has all the charm and it's as endearing as as you made it out to be and honestly I I see it both ways and I don't know I'm just so torn because I don't think there, there are plenty of movies that I love in the same way that you love this movie in that like yeah I can break it down and tell you this movie does not make any sense it's bad but I love it because it just makes me feel a certain kind of way.
3: Well, and I I agree with that but I think that even if you try and meet this movie on its terms it doesn't necessarily live up to anything cuz like when I was watching yeah. this movie I felt so so many like Studio Ghibli vibes. There are so many moments that are so like whimsical and satisfying with the score. sweep. The score is beautiful in this movie by the way. The score is fantastic. I love the score in this movie. Absolutely That's what gorgeous. I get into next. Um but the fact that the characters never arc fact that there's like so little payoff to the setup that it it, it puts in like even if i am meant to look at this as just a whimsical experience i'm getting so little return on investment just time wise that it's 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 strange like the narrative really you know messes about for a bit and then it ends and you know other movies that capitalize on whimsy still manage to give a successful general narrative and the movies that don't have that general narrative of like here's an antagonist or here's a conflict that's getting resolved by the end of it or a clear narrative arc for our character uh for our protagonist character at least focuses then on the side characters and how they build up the the protagonist it at least focuses on something but this one focuses on nothing so mm-hmm. by the end it's like okay so i have whimsy i've gotten the whimsy there are so many whimsical moments, but what were they for? <laughs> like, like when you yeah. watch, um, when you watch like Princess Mononoke or any of those movies, it's like there's so much whimsy in those movies. But there's something coming around the bend. There's something happening.
0: <laughs> when you brought up that this kind of feels ish, kind of like Ghibli movies, it made me think this movie's kind of like a mesh between Forrest Gump and Spirited Away, and that. Yeah. <laughs> The Forest Gump is like you know, I guess like you said, a Life in the Day, where you're just following this character through an interesting adventure, and he's just going to interesting spots, meeting interesting people. And in The Spirited Away, you get such interesting characters with your main character, with your main protagonist, and just interesting character beats and just cool interactions. Whereas those movies, I think, pay off way better in both of those respects. And this movie may have tried to do both of those things at the same time and not dedicate enough time to them.
3: Yeah. Cause I feel like if it had leaned even a little bit more into one or the other, it could have maybe cut a conversation out and added some more plot or cut some plot out and added some more conversations that rounded out some of the developmental stuff. Like have a moment where, you know, David Copperfield makes some sort of revelation about himself. Um, but it doesn't do either. It's like, no, but I want to have the cake and eat it. Like I want to have both, and it just feels so unfocused. Which I understand, because I wouldn't want to cut anything either. Like it's it's all good. It, it's it's all good.
1: Um. So I'm not gonna lie. My heart's pretty beaten up no. right now, everybody. <laughs> I am, I am feeling pretty low. No. That being said, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to take up my bat now and try my best to come back. Unless ever, unless anybody has anything else to say. And again, completely fair, everybody. I think some of this stuff is a little harsh. Uh, if, if, That's fine. if we
2: want one more last thing, what did everybody think of the editing of the
0: movie? I loved it. I, I love the transitions. Yeah, I I really did love the transitions when like they would project I'm... moments on the wall and stuff. And Brendan. yeah,
3: i i I thought I thought that it was it was creative. Uh, ultimately, creative. Uh, it paid off. I I think it paid off less times than than it 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 should have. I think that there were a lot of um, there were a lot of moments that I didn't like. I didn't like how it kept cutting to him writing the story. I didn't like that. Uh, as you as as I said before the fact that it would herald the end to something that I found like to, to the parts of the movie that I liked I knew oh I'm getting into like a transitionary chapter now I thought one any any sort of surprise that the movie might have had was wrung out by the third time they did that because I knew the pattern that the movie was going to go in so I didn't really care for that okay uh, what about I'm you I'm talking
2: more, I'm talking more just the general amount of cuts that they do throughout the film. I don't know if you all are familiar with the taken three fence scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> this movie reminded I, me a lot of that. And that I did there's not a lot of that moment, at all. there's a lot of moments where they could Wait, I'm I'm not familiar with that. There's scene. about what seventeen cuts in five seconds in that it's, taken three scene. It's a
0: scene of Liam Neeson running out <laughs> of fence and jumping over it, like being chased by dogs and whatever. And it's like it's literally him jumping over a fence. Which could just be a half second to have to whole second shot, but it's spread out over five seconds in like thirty cuts of different angles of him. It's because he's an that's, old man. That's <laughs>
1: interesting. That was
0: my experience. With I'm this I'm
1: really I'm I, I normally really uh pay attention to that because like that's uh in the finale of game of thrones uh or the the winter when the white walkers come that was my biggest complaint was uh it was cut city just cut 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 and that's normally something i'm really keen on and i did not at all i'm with you uh catch
0: i'm with you i I
3: don't see where where ryan's coming out here because i thought this movie cuts a
0: tremendous amount
3: (laughs) so for me for me i feel like i might have picked up on that if this movie looked as dog shit as taken three It doesn't
2: look bad, but it cuts a lot. Maybe that's just me, because that was an issue for me throughout the movie, was I was just like, this has to stop. Like, in the very beginning portions of the movie, I was like, all right, I don't like this, but maybe it'll stop after he becomes an adult, and it just never stops. And that editing issue was constant throughout.
3: (laughs) The editing issue of, we got too many good shots, we've got to use them all. Cut, 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 cut. Kyle, did you watch we it?
2: have him... <laughs> did you just watch <laughs> Ryan that? Mills jumping over a fence. <laughs> oh, no, I, I haven't watched oh, yeah. it yet. Should I, should I watch yeah, it Yeah, watch real it real quick? quick. It's seven seconds long. Why not? Yeah, it's very it's very short. Okay. Give me a minute.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I think that that honestly describes this movie perfectly, though. Uh, too much good stuff. Right? Just like, we shot so much coverage for this scene. Cut between <laughs> it. <laughs> There he goes.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, that was good.
2: Um, it wasn't as egregious. I'll say that. It was not as egregious as that. It just reminded me of that by how often that the, happened.
1: The, the, the scene that made me aware of that phenomenon in movies was uh, in the Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. movie that came out. <laughs> uh, that one best editing, by the way. Yeah. There is a scene uh where it's the guy who another uh
3: yeah it's the the, uh, it's aiden gillian um or whatever yeah he yeah yeah and he's
1: he's he's going to sit down and it's 53 cuts (laughs) in like two minutes it's it's disgusting um and like that that is that's something that again you know that's when i noticed it and then just a quick little aside on, like, movies and how you can kind of grow as you watch. Like, that's one of those things now, like, once you see it, uh, like, I'll, I'll get sick and feel like Whiplash if there's something like that. So that's, again, why I'm really, like, I, I, I'm surprised I do wouldn't have idea. Do you know
3: what's upsetting that. now, Kyle, though? I don't see it in this movie. Kyle, what happens if you go back and watch David Copperfield for, like, a, another time and then you're feeling sick because you notice what Ryan has said? Well, buddy, I don't think that's going to happen because it's about
1: time for the second half of David Copperfield, the Kyle, last name redacted, <laughs> uh, video essay on why I love yeah. David oh, Copperfield. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle,
3: Kyle, the soapbox is still behind you. You need to be standing on that.
2: Oh, oh. also, Kyle, okay. Kyle if you. your argument boils down to colorful, fun, whimsical, <laughs> also Dave Patel is hot.
1: I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to hear that. <laughs> okay, uh, I am going to. Uh, I think we should just go ahead and final thoughts right <laughs> <laughs> Uh You know, I'm just there's messing. there's I'm no just, point. I don't. I don't want. <laughs> uh, okay. I <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm gonna do my best here. Today. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, so right off the bat, my first question for everybody is, and Brendan, you touched on it. Um, number one. What did you think of the score? And we'll start with Gorgeous, gorgeous, What what did everybody think of the score? Beautiful. Yeah, no complaints. Second question. How much would you all say a score matters? Hold on, I (laughs) thought you were going to say, I thought
3: you were going to say, how much do you think they paid for this score?
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but very how yeah, no, much how much, very how much, much does score matter much. to you guys Ab- a, a ton
3: i i and and not in once again i said that i loved the score in push and what i mean by when i say a, uh, a score matters it has to be tonally appropriate and it has to fit the feel of the movie like it can be kind of a dog shit score but like if it if it fits the movie then i like it then i then i think that's yeah. important yeah i
2: think Part- that's Perfectly said, Brendan. If it fits, then it, it it's essential. I think score is one of the. I mean, what what? There's two elements of uh, three elements of film: writing, visual presentation, audio presentation. So that's I mean, that's what a third of it. So yeah, it's 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 critical. But if it's in service of nothing, then it becomes annoying.
0: Yeah, the score can almost make a bad movie so, sometimes. Pirates of the Caribbean, amazing score, one hundred percent.
1: And that's what. It- yeah, that's what it, Transformers. Um, so I, I, I'm Transformers. I'm, honestly, uh, glad to see we're all on the same page. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would even say as strong of answers as you guys just gave. I think score matters to me uh, even more than any of you. Uh, like, if you want to earn like free points with me in a movie, have an excellent score. There was just something I was watching. Uh Zimmer wrote the score to it and Dark the movie Phoenix. was not Dark good. Phoenix. I don't think it was Dark Phoenix. But no, there was there was something and it was like a a scene was happening and I didn't care about the movie at this point and I didn't care about the scene but Zimmer had the score going in the background and I'm sitting there and Man I'm like steel. I am
0: in this.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, Dune I didn't like the score that. Much. And you know what? I didn't really? either really and I listened well, to it at work, and uh, I was like, I'm not even vibing to this on my own. Except for the.
0: Sorry.
1: Anyway, um, so yeah, score matters to me a ton. Um, and I think this is maybe my favorite score on this list. Uh, of my list, anyway. 1917 might have it, also. That'll be an interesting one to evaluate. Uh, but in terms of what you guys were saying, like, the score fitting the movie, uh, I think the score fits this movie better than, like, a glove. Like, it is it is perfect, in my mind. Um, to the point where I, I have listened to the score just walking around. I enjoy it so much. And the second it starts up, when uh, it's... David Copperfield running to the rookery and everybody else is running, I am instantly transported to this world. Um, Whimsy is a word we've all thrown around describing this, and that is exactly what this is. It is, you hear it, and, you know, they've got every single stringed instrument going and just this beautiful, like, uplifting, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go, and I am in immediately. Um, And so that's, a really powerful element for me for why i love this movie so much is i am i'm i'm instantly in whenever the score is at full capacity it doesn't matter what's going on uh i am locked in sorry
2: so uh, if you if you watch transformers the dark side of the moon not afraid by eminem in the background you'd be in <laughs> Well that's that's what I no, that's what I was talking about. If the score is well, good,
1: it doesn't matter how I dog mean, shit I, it is. My brain will get I will, just, I I mean, will say if, a, if
3: if if a score is good enough, speaking of the Transformers movies, those movies are dog shit. But the <laughs> first one, when they're all crashing into the earth and you're hearing that bum, 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 it's like it's like my heart was like beating. Really, I was like, "Why am I getting moved by this? Stop it!" <laughs> and then, it. of course, I'm,
2: I, yeah, no, I'm not trying to make an actual point with this. I'm just laughing at the visual. No, it, image. No, no, the no idea is Transformers listening to "Not Afraid" by Eminem.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's the thing that gets me here first. Um, next on my on my little list, I got prepared. Uh, I think Dev Patel gives the most charismatic performance I have ever
3: seen in a movie. That's a um, that's a bold one. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, no,
1: that's fine. That's fine. I'm cool. I with don't it. even think um, this is I, his, I, I don't even
3: I, think this is his most charismatic performance. <laughs> hey, fair
1: <laughs> enough. Um, I I fall in love with his character so fast. I think uh the facial expressions. He does for a lot of the movie are just again it's it goes into that kind of just whimsy and like oh look at this character look at look at you know him having fun uh i i truly do i fall in love with his performance when i watch this uh his vocal intonation when he's preparing uh to you know write down some of uh his experiences his mannerisms uh yeah i'm this is another thing, you know, where it's like, all right, so I'm already locked in by the score. Anytime he's on screen, I'm in.
2: Mm. 100%. Kyle, I think this falls into I the Dev Patel is it. hot category. <laughs> <if you're interested. laughs>
3: I said
1: we could wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I've,
3: I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a lot of whimsy and a lot of Dev Patel is charming.
1: <laughs> um, but going further on that, the color, uh, and we didn't, we didn't really touch on this. Uh, well, well, we'll get there. Um everyone's acting in this movie as far as I'm it's concerned good. is it's a, punching the highest caliber. Um I mean and you know you have I don't know every great British actor except for maybe Michael Caine in this movie. Uh like they which, it's got which really means cast. they
3: just didn't ask him because he would have <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, I know <laughs> Bro doesn't know well, doesn't now. He just,
2: <laughs> doesn't he just only do Christopher Nolan films now? Is no. he retired? But he's like, yeah, those are fun.
3: I, I, I maybe, oh, maybe I at know. this point. But that. I know there was a period in time where he's like, I'll just do anything.
1: <laughs> um, oh yeah, no, that's that's his like fam- fame to claim or claim to fame.
2: But no, um, Kyle, I, gr- but yeah. I agree with you. It's just I don't feel like the acting is in service of anything.
1: <laughs> and so this is this is the part where I I branch off from you two. Um I think every character is incredibly compelling. Uh and again, I agree with everything you guys said. I can't give you a lot of reason for against it. Again, it, a lot of it is probably just cuz I'm so locked in from the get-go here. The score. But, uh, I I legitimately, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that gets me. Um but yeah, no, I uh, I see what you were saying, Brendan. Uh, again, I think it's just one of those, I I just disagree. I like every character in this movie and what they bring to the table. I don't even think that Ben Weeshaw's character, Uriah Heep, is as... I, I agree, yeah, he definitely needs more. Uh, but, like, I'm fine with the amount they have and when they get to that final scene. And there's there's... Whenever someone is acting in this movie... Uh, I mean that specifically, not just like a, hey, it's a movie, people are acting. But whenever someone is delivering a performance, uh, I am not bored. Ever. Like, I am in love with what they are doing. Um, And I I think another thing with that uh, is, I think the material is, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this Charles Dickens character, but, you know, I guess he can write. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I love these characters. I love everything they bring to the yeah.
2: table. Uh, no, I, that was our thing is they're really good characters. They're just not fleshed out in yeah. this movie. Yeah.
3: I am, yeah, that's, I am that's compelled what I'm saying. by I, them I, to I, ask. Why wasn't there more? <laughs> yeah, I, I want
2: to see more. That's okay. my issue. Not not the characters or the actors or anything. Well, like, yeah. I think that's all great.
0: Here, Kyle, and... you might like to hear this. Okay, I think if there was perhaps a Snyder cut for this movie where it extended it by <laughs> two times the length, um, <laughs> it would add a lot to the characters.
1: Praise be. Yeah, we mentioned Zach.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: so, someone go, someone no, go to I the mean, basement I, I re- and kick re- him, wake him up, let him know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. I would obviously love. Uh, To see these characters flushed out more. But that's because this movie ends. And I'm like, I could sit down and just watch this for hours on. You know
0: what? I know I just made that joke. But actually, just like how the Snyder Cut is split up into however many parts. Four or five parts. And they label it part one, part two, whatever. If they did that with this movie. And kind of split up the parts as individual episodes. I think it would have done a great service to the movie. Yeah, I would have watched that. Yeah,
2: I would agree. I, I yeah. think it would be better than uh, the Snyder cut if they did that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, especially because uh, this movie has has such a natural like way that it does. It, it does that in the movie already. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, if, if you got to spend like an hour with each of those, oh, yeah, that'd be great.
2: Oh, yeah. it's it, That's just not what
3: it and, is. And I feel like that's probably I, what the book I, does. I think so. <laughs>
1: probably is <laughs> with with what you guys are saying again i'm 100 percent on board with you but also i i love this movie for what its characters are and in this you know this is gonna go we're gonna start drifting into the dialogue i love how quick this movie is as well um like what you're saying ryan about we're going beep bop, boop, boop bop, bam between plot points i am a-okay with it it just keeps moving and it holds my attention um and again, the, for me, it's, well, the more we move, the more characters I get to see. Uh, and the more I'm going to enjoy just meeting these new people. Um, Alright, and then, yeah, finally, I think it's pretty apparent at this point on the podcast, but we'll go ahead and hammer it home. Uh, I love dialogue. I absolutely love dialogue. And this movie has my favorite dialogue of any movie period end of sentence uh it's different than snatch i will say that uh, because it's not just a wit vomit um but it is very witty this has what it's 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 incredibly witty and clever but more than that uh i think this is some of the most beautiful prose uh of dialogue that i have ever heard there i've got a few phrases that i love um when the first time Mr. Dick and Dev Patel are flying their kite, uh, and this goes into, again, Dev Patel's charismatic performance and all these other things I've listed, uh, and Mr. Dick is experiencing this this weight of the world lifted off his shoulders, Uh, Dev Patel says, I am delighted to see you so liberated. That's a beautiful sentence. You You don't
2: think that's in credit of Charles Dickens and not the movie?
1: And so... That is my next point. Uh, that is a hundred percent in credit of Charles Dickens. Uh, but it still adds to the movie. No, I don't know what, uh, I guess. I, yeah. And I don't know what Ianucci uh, wrote. Like there are parts when it's clearly Dickens, like when he's literally writing and it's like, uh, another one of my favorite quotes, uh, when he's describing, uh, Steerforth's mom and he goes, uh, she was sharpened until she was all edge. Uh, Another beautiful sentence. That's Dickens. I could be wrong, but I'm almost 100% positive that's Dickens.
2: I mean, a lot uh, of those quotes are like, like in the, uh, the ending sequence, like the ending credit sequence. I feel like they show a lot of like handwritten notes of Charles Dickens' own yeah, narrative. Yeah, Like uh, the ones the, I like is, uh, "You're stealing an artist man's chicken." <laughs> that <laughs> is maybe my <laughs> favorite like, yeah, quote it's, from it's, this it's movie. Funny, but like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I don't, I, that I, don't, I don't, credit, don't think is Dickens. I that feels like Ian. Uchi. I don't credit it to the. Uh, maybe um, I don't know. I don't. I don't credit most of the the, the brilliance to the
0: movie. My dad like had a writing of big old movie. hoot when Mister Dick at the end goes something along the lines of "My mind is as clear as a soap bubble." My dad was cracking up when he heard that.
1: <laughs> I and again, it's it's uh, you know, and you can say yeah that uh, don't that's that's Dickens, but it's still a part of the movie in my mind i'm not gonna i'm not gonna separate it um yeah. you know it it's a good story it's it's good writing uh i've got a few more that i'm just going to rattle off uh my favorite mr dick line is my name is mr dick and i am partial to gingerbread <laughs> yeah. when he enters the room
0: <laughs> i, I laugh that uh,
1: i cackle at that <laughs> uh when they're describing uh Betsy Trotwood, and they go, uh, there's a man with a kite and a rather severe woman in your apartment. <laughs> uh, like, there's every every line uh, just resonates with me to the max. And so I think really, you know, those three things of, a, we've got a score that is punching at the highest possible caliber, uh I think we have a main character performance that is punching at the highest caliber, and I think the dialogue is punching at the highest caliber. And uh those You got those three locked in? I'm there. You know? And yeah, I, I maybe it's that I can look past your guys' complaints. Maybe it's that I don't see them as negatives and I think they enhance the movie. Well, Uh, I'm probably not going to give that much thought to
3: it. Kyle, (laughs) let me just ask you this. Did you watch this? I mean, as you described, you watched this on a whim, right? So Mm -hmm. then in a way, don't you think your heart was more open to whimsy? (laughs) 100%. 100%. Um, Yeah, no, I think that might honestly be the defining thing you know being told to watch this movie i think and under the pretense
0: that it's a under a podcast of our top i don't even
3: think that i don't i don't i don't even think that because i don't think about that when i go into it because i know i put some shit on this just because i like it (laughs) and so i assume the same from all of you fools that there's just and i don't know anything could be a bomb to me
0: Uh, right got safe picks.
3: yeah whoa uh, but you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm going into these, assuming that, <laughs> Hey, if I don't know what this is, might be, might be, uh, uh, might be something that's bad that this person just really enjoys. And I don't think this is bad, but I think that there's a time and a place wrapped up in this for you, Kyle, when you first saw it and how it moved you when you saw it. Similar to me with Rocketeer where it's like the movies, not good. I mean, it's good. I like it, but, um, yeah. It's, but like, yeah, but like it's, it, it has its problems and all the things that I like about it are not the things that are problematic. They're the things that I find, uh, ab- l- l- absolutely absorbing and, and, and enthralling in my own way. Uh, but once again, you guys watching the Rocketeer for this. Me just telling you watch the Rocketeer like you ha- you going all right I'm watching the Rocketeer and not going what the fuck is this? All right, I'll put it on. <laughs> completely you don't have to know anything else about it. That completely changes the context. Just being told to watch something versus what is this? Click changes everything. Um so I don't I don't think we were ever going to be able to fully buy into the whimsy on this one because we would have never stumbled on and,
1: it. And 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 that's, that's, that's kind of a nice wrap up is, cause again, I, I think that's what I have learned about this is again, to use Ryan's quote, this is a very personal movie to me, uh, you know, and I think you're, you probably hit the nail on the head, Brendan. I watched this at a point when I was willing to take it, uh, at its highs and just absorb it. And I mean, again, you know, I, even when we're here now, uh, I hear your guys' negatives and I disagree. I can't give you reasons, but I do. In my heart. I'm just making that argument. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I will say, yeah, I am, uh, it, it was, it was hard taking those punches. (laughs) It was. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's, uh, I, 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 I I said at the beginning, I, I love this movie. I love it to the most I can probably love a movie. And I am just so happy I stumbled upon it. Own it, it Kyle. Just year.
2: own it.
0: If yeah. we want to wrap into the final thoughts. Um, oh, yeah. We're in
2: final thoughts. Yeah, yeah, If
0: you don't mind, mind me starting. I hope that nothing we said diminished your love for this movie because... I feel like we're doing a great disservice if we've done that because that's not what watching movies is about. Like, it's fun to talk about our pros and cons about movies, but we should never have someone dislike a movie they love. So if we did that, I apologize. I try not to be harsh on this movie because I understand the the emotional connection you have to this movie. I don't think that's the takeaway here.
2: I, I think it's just
0: difference in I taste
2: and like. Yeah, I would never fault Kyle for loving the movie. And that's kind of what the opening point went into is like, this is very personal for Kyle. And I can see why I can totally see why
0: it just doesn't work for me. Well, I get that. I've been in plain situations where I've openly expressed I love something and then my friends kind of be like, you're stupid for liking that. And then I go, (laughs) back to the future. Maybe I shouldn't.
3: No, back to the future. I I still love back to the future. (laughs) Yeah. Remember we all, we all just called Alex stupid for liking back to the future.
0: No, I who likes it Back up. to the Future? <laughs> I still love. What kind
3: of what kind of idiot suggested this one? It must be a real dumb <laughs> motherfucker, right? Yeah,
0: it's not what this is about. It's about personal taste. <laughs> That's all to say, I didn't particularly love this movie, and I had a lot of problems with it. But I do the parts that I did like. I really liked the characters, not necessarily how they wrapped up, but being in the moment with the characters throughout the movie. I really liked music beautiful cinematography beautiful dialogue compelling beautiful i loved all that but as a whole package it doesn't have a tight-knit bow on top i think the ending yeah kind of hits you like a freight train and doesn't leave you satisfied but the majority of the journey there i was along for the ride and i liked it um it was definitely about the journey, not the destination for this movie
3: for me. Um, and I'll pick up from there. I, I, I really, really enjoyed so many parts of this movie and then felt like I was being dragged through the other parts. And I don't know. I don't know that I can remedy those two parts of this movie, but I think that I most likely will at some point or another watch this movie again but i don't think i will ever watch this movie again with my full attention i think i i think i i think i was i i think that i will happily put this movie on to feel in this world and check in on the parts that i know i want to see and then check out when um when i when there's just plot happening that i don't care about but I really do enjoy the uh, the acting, the performances, the score, the score, the score, the score is so good. The cinematography is so dazzling at so many moments. It's such a gorgeous movie. And if you have HBO Max, it's really hard not to suggest putting this on just, just to see it, just to see it and to experience these characters, even if you know that you're not going to get very much gratification in terms of narrative from them just to experience them. Cause they are a trip. They're an absolute trip.
2: Yeah. And I, I think I'll echo most of that sentiment is there are so many moments of just complete excellence in this movie. Like it, it is so close to being something that I would love, but the, the fact is that the, the package that it's presented in is just unsatisfying to me. And I, I can't get past the editing And I can't get past the unflushed out characters. I mean, a lot of the things that I like just aren't, there's not enough of it to make me uh, really feel positive about it. Uh, Overall, the the moments of excellence are kind of glazed over with moments that I just find frustrating and uh, overall unsatisfying. And so that overall makes it a wash. Um, I'm glad I watched it. There, there are certainly moments, and like I said, Kyle, I can certainly see why you or anybody would like this. Like, I, I'd see, yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying you you like it. I can totally see why, but just for me personally, I just, it, it's not for me. I kind of found it boring as the overall complete package, but that's not to say it's uh, something everybody would find boring. I think a lot of people would find a lot of charm in it. So,
1: yeah. And I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, I've already said my sentiment, but I'll just some closing thoughts of your guys' thoughts. Um, I think, uh, what you all just described, uh, Alex, I think you kind of beautifully put it of, uh, yeah, just the, the, the parts are greater than the whole, uh, for this. Uh, and that sounds like what your guys' sentiment was. Uh, and I'll, and I'll say as well to, To what you were saying, Alex, of I hope we didn't diminish this movie for you, uh, as much as it, uh, you know, I mean, I I obviously don't think you guys are trying to attack me, but it's kind of like, you know, it it doesn't matter what it is, if you go, hey here's this thing I like, and then someone steps on (laughs) it uh, yeah, like, you're still it doesn't matter, you're still gonna be like it's personal Uh. (laughs) um, but but that being said, uh, even with that, and again, with all your guys's critiques, uh, it, it hasn't changed Good. one bit for me. Uh, and I think that's really telling. Of Yeah. Just if you really do love something uh, to this capacity, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. And, I, and
3: and and I think all, all of us said that we were happy to watch it, like that we were happy to have watched it. So I think that I mean, I, I, I'm have I'm glad that I had this experience. I'm glad that you shared this with with us. I'll definitely recommend this movie to someone. And,
1: and I, yeah, uh, I, that being, I am, I am literally never going to tell someone to watch this movie again, because <laughs> uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't i i haven't had a single positive feedback so this is this is my little thing that if someone's like hey kyle what are your three favorite movies uh i'll list this
0: but i am never recommending it i've kind of had that experience with Uh, inside as much as i freaking love that movie anytime i tell somebody what's that talking about bo burnham's inside yeah I'll tell people okay. this is a phenomenal movie that's life changing. All this stuff, and they watch <laughs> and they go, "I mean, it was good, but like, I don't get it." I'm done kind of giving the spiel on that movie. I'll, if if we're just on Netflix and it comes up, I'll be like, "I heard that one's pretty good. You should watch it." Kind of set their bar low.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, still looking very forward to inside, by the way. But okay, I guess that'll uh that'll wrap up. Closing
3: thoughts. Ooh, no uh, vote. Let's
1: rage Okay, I'll I'll I'll
3: vote I'll vote right, first.
1: I I am gonna go nah. first. Yes. No, I'm Kyle gonna go first because I know where this is going from here. So Do you uh vote? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's voting for David if Copperfield. If it doesn't, yeah, it's going oh. where it's I don't going. I don't know. Okay. I don't no, know, Kyle, anyone.
3: remember if you get a tie, it immediately it automatically defaults to David Copperfield because the score.
1: I'm not gonna get just a fucking Just go, just tie. vote, just so, vote. you're gonna I, kill me I, I with know. the anticipation. All right, I'm going. I can't I'm be sure going. of that. Uh, listen, okay. Uh, I push is super cool. <laughs> I will be, re- I will be recommending push to a ton of people from now on. Um, I, I, I think it's one of those things that, like, you know, I really enjoyed talking about it with you guys, and I think it's probably better in theory. Than it is in practice from going forward. Uh, That's not to say it's bad. Just like again, when you're talking about world building and world building's the coolest thing, uh, which I think it is for me. Yeah, the theory of like like how Brendan, how you and I, you know, we can go on long chats about the Avatar universe. uh, Talking about world is cool, uh,
3: and And we are talking about James Cameron's movie for me. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) let's make that perfectly clear. (laughs) um yeah uh but I, I yeah i don't really have much else to say then uh, you, you probably i would be voting for copperfield against every movie on this list except maybe my top two and that's not i might even vote for this above the prestige
2: yeah um, you were saying this maybe might maybe maybe be your too. new favorite after consideration
1: so i i thinking about it more uh I I think it is firmly cemented at three for me. Like when I look at, after watching it and looking at the other two, uh, you know, but these three movies that are my top three are so far above the rest of my movies in my personal love. Like I can find problems in each of the coming movies, not these three. Uh, So yeah, this is, this is a, you know, it could go up against anything, and I'm probably gonna pick it. So, with that being said, yeah, I uh, my vote goes to uh, the personal history of David Copperfield.
3: Uh, and then I'll go next since the since it was push was my suggestion. Um, like I said, I really like this movie, um, but this movie, uh, but but Copperfield was uh, very long to me, and i i did get I did get tired of it. I didn't think that it came together in a satisfying way, and I left. I left the experience uh wanting more in a way that was and not in a positive way, right? I wanted more satisfaction from it. Um and not more like oh my god, I oh I just want to watch that movie again. I was like I wish I I wish there was another like I wish I could have sat through 15 more minutes for them to tie up a couple more things or to add something here even though I was already tired of the runtime. Uh, whereas push it doesn't stick around for very long. In fact, in some cases, you know, there's stuff that should be cut out of this almost not feature length package. Um, but I think that it's always moving. It's always, uh, gorgeous to look at. I, I, I find the world. there very compelling and I find the characters very enjoyable to watch. I think that they have the care, the, the, the charisma and the screen presence that, uh, you know, you know some of the less zany characters in Copperfield have. Except I don't have to put an asterisk on that, uh, because the plot doesn't resolve itself in a neat way at the end. Because Push, I like I said, I love the ending of Push. I think it's goofy. I think it's campy. I think it's all, it's over the top. And and there's not a mo- there's no way I can watch that credit sequence and not go, yeah, my votes for Push. Fuck yeah, my votes for fucking push. Yeah, so. <laughs> um,
2: All right, a- Alex, if you don't mind, I want to go because I go don't actually it. know how you're gonna vote.
0: Go for it, go for it.
2: So, so I I think it's kind of obvious for mine, and this is honestly a huge surprise for me. I I came into push thinking I was gonna hate it, um, on premise <laughs> alone, <laughs> and uh, I I. St- I think I would say at this point I like it, but I don't think it's anything. I I, I don't think it's good necessarily, but it's, it's so enjoyable in such a, in in so many ways um, that I can kind of ignore the narrative kind of fallacies of it. Whereas David Copperfield, I by the end of it, I was, I just was not on board. I was kind of bored. Um, The characters were fine. Like there were so many instances of greatness in Copperfield but that none of them just came to any sort of satisfying conclusion for me and that's really what kind of soured it for me I think in total I would probably rate i I think I would actually rate both of these movies five out of ten except I would say i I actually like push to some degree <laughs> and David Copperfield is just like it's just kind of a wash of an experience um I can I can totally see why people would like it but for me it's a wash so yeah my vote is for very surprisingly because as I said earlier, I do not like superhero movies, but it, I somehow do like Push, I think. <laughs> so my <laughs> vote is for Pushed.
0: All right. Um, this could go either way. If I tie it up with David Copperfield, it wins. If I vote for Push, it wins.
2: Just rip the bandaid
1: <laughs>
0: off. We, well, I don't know. I, I could
2: see it either way for Alex.
3: I know. It could go either way for Alex. <laughs> it's not going to scar
2: my record. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Fuck off.
0: And unfortunately, it won't affect mine either. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I I just, I just.
0: Um, okay, well, so David Copperfield was, actually, I'll start with Push. Oh my God, Brendan, back away from the camera. For
2: those at home, Brendan just put his face very close to the camera. <laughs> As if to insinuate, Alex would be
0: at risk of danger if he did not <laughs> <over> push. <laughs> um, I push. Just, I just push could have easily been a really bad movie, but somehow it pulled out. <laughs> honestly, I'd call a hidden gem. This movie got a lot of crap at the time, which I don't see why. It did so much unique and cool. I think cool is the perfect way to describe Bush. It's such a cool movie. Music, tone, looks wise, everything. <laughs> it's super cool. Um, and I don't know. I think it took the, the genre in an interesting direction. The world building was great. What I hate about everything that's come out since like every, uh, preteen book series has come out since like Hunger Games, maybe even Harry Potter, is they try so hard to create an interesting world with all these, cool lingo and terminology and jargon for like i don't know just like the divergent series sucks because of it um so you know you know all the preteen stories i'm talking about um but this movie you don't like preteen movies (laughs) you know i'm talking about like the divergent uh they're they're young adult young young adult that's what i meant let's put some respect
2: it's it's pretty much synonymous with like kind of bad movies but go on
0: (laughs) but like hunger games does it well the or the world building and and jargon of the world isn't so in your face and convoluted and honestly uh, overshadows the quality of the story itself. Push did it really well um, with all those individual powers and terminology. Just the world is interesting and cool. And David Copperfield had a lot of great to it. I think all, the majority of David Copperfield is better than almost every part in terms of quality than Push. But David Copperfield did have those moments where I just was not on board and the characters didn't do it for me in the end while I was on board through the through the journey. All's that to say my vote goes to push.
4: Yes! <laughs> yes.
1: That is, I... Brendan I am happy for you, but on the other hand, I am livid that my only movie that has won is the Green
2: Mile. <laughs> Whoa, well, that said, you know that Push is going against the Green Mile now, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, but like I'm upset by it. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: uh, this, this is uh, yeah.
1: That is our that is our first. Uh, we we have our first round of 32 matchup. It is uh, going to be push versus oh green. i'm gonna lose that's valiantly
3: there
2: that's this is this is a pretty big upset too this is 14 hey, versus in my versus predictions made, i had
3: copperfield winning that. knowing nothing about copperfield except that it was about a magician which was wrong <laughs> i thought it was going to win
1: <laughs> beat
3: beat
2: push
1: yeah you
2: mean. yeah yeah, okay. no, and Kyle and I were talking, like, after Copperfield, I was, Kyle was like, <laughs> yeah, have you seen Push yet? And I was like, no, but I'm not going into it expecting to like it. And I don't know that, I don't know that I would go as far as to say I like it, but I would, I mean, it was very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> like, beyond beyond a shadow of a doubt, I was in on it. Like, <laughs> that is the perfect FX, have-in-the-background TV movie. I don't think I've ever seen a more FX movie than Push. And for that, like (laughs) that, that gives it a lot of merit in itself. It it is in no ways boring or anything. It's it's very entertaining. I
3: mean, yeah. I mean, imagine if you threw in some commercial breaks in there. You'd be you'd be edge of your seat going.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, as a matter of fact, buddy, I watched it on FX Video on
0: Demand, (laughs) so I got
1: those (laughs) FX commercial breaks while I was watching.
0: Push to me is almost. You know what? Think about it. I don't know why I didn't put "Now You See Me" on my list because I love "Now You See Me," and I love in the same way I liked "Push." So
3: I would say I like "Now You See Me" two in the same way that I liked "Push." Because "Now You See Me" one I think is a little bit too like full of itself, but the second one is just so, leans into it. Yeah, is so gonzo and stupid and fun <laughs> that I. I oh my god! I remember I saw the second one. With an axe. Uh, uh, and you know what? That relationship wasn't very good. Still like that movie though. <laughs> what the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> right. I kind of wish
0: I put it on my list. All right.
2: um, spin guys... the wheel.
1: I'm, I'm typing up some Kino stats.
2: Oh yeah, let's get those Kino stats.
3: Oh my god, spin. Brendan,
1: you've had a huge yeah.
2: resurgence.
3: I know, I came back. I came back with, with Force. I lost to... What did you, you start two and out 0-2
2: and, and now you're 2-2? You won two in a two row and four. here. I did. He has. Uh so,
1: yeah, the stats right now are Kyle, one and three. Only winner being the green mile. Uh Brendan, two and two, winning smoke signals. And, and push. Uh no, two and two. Oh. He's had two wins Sorry, I was thinking
0: two out of
1: yeah. Yeah. uh Alex, 0 and two. Uh Losing uh, the first upset, the uh, nine over eight, Donnie Darko over <laughs> Ryan is flexing currently because <laughs> he knows what's got to happen. Uh, Ryan, after having four movies in a row, is at four and zero, <laughs> baby. Uh, it's I, what I do. He has won <laughs> every matchup.
3: I feel. Uh, I feel like Ryan. You and I, we're coming. We're coming to another class. Another <laughs> k- 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 Kino Clash and uh, I think I might I might break your streak I want to break your streak Ryan I wanna I
0: no, want to break your streak the underdog needs some redemption <laughs>
3: I
1: want Alex to break Ryan's streak <laughs> I don't, uh, see
2: that's the thing I don't feel like we have well wait let me look at the bracket real quick who uh what what do you think is your guys' best chance
3: her for me probably I don't know if that's even up against any of your movies it
2: is up against. It's not going to be up against mine for a while. Yours is up against Fury to begin with.
3: Okay. Um, oh wait, no, I have the, I have a movie up against you. Honestly though, that's going to be I have fun, Metropolis man. up against Citizen Kane.
2: That's not mine. Citizen Kane's oh, me, damn it. baby.
3: That seemed like a Ryan movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, what's what are we rolling? Are we rolling yes. this? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, we got we got to get I was just going to throw out a
1: few more. Oh. Uh there's been two ties so far. Uh Silence and uh, Waldo Pepper. Uh, I've lost both of those ties, <laughs> which I am now a little resentful of. <laughs> uh, I, was there anything else interesting? I, we obviously have our biggest upset of the day, the 14 seed over the 3 that seed. Was, that was big. Uh, I will had. say, this:
2: uh, the latest tie was very exciting. But a .02. Or no, 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 sorry. 0.2. Yeah. Uh, difference between the ratings on Letterbox. That's 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 not a small amount. I mean, there are a lot of users on Letterbox, so you you know that's a close matchup.
0: We've had very two close. Of us. I guess
1: I guess the last thing to point out before we go. Uh, so yeah, now me, Brendan, and Ryan have all had four movies, so we are each twenty five percent done with our picks. Uh, Alex has had two. So, Alex still Alex has more than anybody else on
0: the board. Gotta, right to get man.
1: To be. Home, He's gotta
2: get baby. an Hellman. Point saving. He's gonna get an Hellman pick.
0: The only other uh, stat I'd say Jobs time. Yes, B Jobs. Um, I the other watch stat. Steve Racer
2: <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. The only other well, stat I'd say is Brendan and I uh, both picked against our movie at least once. And both those times ended up making our movie lose
2: that is true is that a fact
1: wait what wait did when did i vote? oh yeah
2: the rocketeer oh yeah the rocketeer
1: you picked alien over the rocketeer uh and that because if that went to a tie we all know rocketeer was gonna <laughs> it was. just curb stop alien
2: and red ryan would have smashed the building <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but okay, I think that concludes this segment yeah. of Kino Stats.
2: Let's roll this uh, B word, so. if you mind my French. Um, Bumblebee.
1: And remember, we're using the new bracket now.
2: So we're going to... Oh, yeah. I guess that does change how it rolls. Yeah. But, I mean, I it, it's zero to... Er, I, well, it doesn't really. Yeah, not really. Um, it's 1 to 25, though. Oh, my so, God.
1: Yeah, and I've got the new one. Oh, my God.
2: Out, so. I'm about oh to click God, go. go. Are you guys ready? Steve Racer! Oh shit! I rolled twenty-four. We're gonna have to do a little bit of counting here. <laughs> you can't just right, one, you can't go backwards
0: three, one or two. I mean, four, five,
2: you see, well, you seven, see, Alex. Eight, nine, 10, Kino Clash 10, is uh, 10, our strength 14, lies 14, in movie discussion, 16, 16, not mathematics. Okay, or <laughs> rather arithmetic of the uh, of, of the first, second, or third grade level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I did literally just realize that there were 25 matchups and 24 would be <laughs> the second yeah. to last one while we were having this discussion. But yes, uh I have Wait, uh, don't, say, don't say Funny enough.
0: Ryan, you, you got to pull it up too. You got to reveal it at the same time.
1: All right, yeah. I've got I've got it selected. I know what it is.
2: Well, I, I didn't can't Wait, so we this oh. is our 7th,
0: right? we just finished our seven so we're at we're on our eighth coming <laughs> oh, up no. on our eighth matchup i
2: don't feel like counting this I don't just go no
0: backwards math. too
2: go backwards well
1: what's uh, no yeah this makes sense seven minus 32 is 25 and i i, I have the movie guys i have it pulled if up if you go minus two is.
2: matchups it's akira versus raiders of the last Ark. is that what you have kyle that is what I have Akira no, I didn't want that match we were just talking about it <laughs> <No>. uh oh
0: <laughs> I don't want to be 0 for 5 or 3 <laughs> uh, uh, well more like I don't want you to be 5 and 0 <laughs> <laughs> alright see y'all next week on Kino Clash Ryan sign us off
2: What's a what's a
1: good sports? Alex rivalry? is a little
2: disgruntled. Uh, what, what, what do we have like the the, the the Gold State Warriors versus like the Wizards or something? What's a well if this is if this is the
1: the yeah the Ryan and Alex rivalry? It's probably like uh, Ohio State versus Michigan for the last fifteen years, which has been Ohio State fifteen
2: and zero, Michigan zero. Wait, really? uh... I don't like that. I, think, I you love see, sports that's thing. ball. I like Raiders of the Last Ark. I Lost like it Ark. a lot. Enough to call it by the wrong name. <laughs> I said Raiders of the Last Ark, right? Lost Ark. Is that not what I said?
1: <laughs> I heard last. That's... It sounds like you're saying last oh. Ark.
2: <laughs> if I said that, I didn't mean to. All uh, right. right. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah well I mean this has been a informative episode of Kino Clash it has it's like the... gonna be a long episode of Kino Clash oh fuck. the first episode the first <laughs> bit wasn't
3: too long no that was that was like only an hour so hey right,
2: well um. I don't know. I don't really have anything to send us off with. Uh, do, do your thing. Well, do something, monkey. Do your thing.
1: Monkey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bye.
4: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I the mic like 30 times.
2: <laughs>